Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Welcome to the Tuesday Night's Triumph Over Targeting podcast. I'm your moderator, Ella. Tonight we will be discussing the technology tactics behind targeting, uh, then moving on to activism, shielding, and support. Um, I was also interested in discussing the shooting event that happened over the weekend, so we can discuss that for as long as you guys like. If you are new to the call, please stay on, and we will get you support and some additional TalkShoot podcast numbers, as well as some helpful links and websites. This is a solution and educational-based podcast. My goal is that everyone here can obtain something helpful or useful out of tonight. If you have any suggestions, questions, or comments, you can email me at tiangel2016 at gmail.com. Okay, guys. Actually, I made a mistake. That was in 2004 I first met that victim, and I did it as a result of having the petition. Um, So it was actually about 1995 or 96 that I found another victim, and it was by letter that I was able to converse with him, and that was a huge step. So I, I did need to correct that. Okay. Sue, how are you doing today? Um, I'm pretty tired and sore. I got some, you know, I got some chores done yesterday, and the, the, the fatigue, and I was in pain all night, but. So today is like a recovery day for me, but that's how I usually am every week, you know, after I do work. And it's only like three hours of work, but it's just so painful. <laughs> I can relate. I can completely relate. Mm-hmm. It just takes so much effort. And I don't know yeah. how they get us in that position or what what technology <clears throat> is putting us in that position, but it's true. I'm always like well, they, they pulsed me ever since I got home around two or three o'clock. It's like a continual pulsing. It's hit my nervous system. And it's just now let up a little bit, but it also seems like it does it right before when there's low pressure, a uh, uh, low pressure system coming in and rain, and which there has been today, and it seems like it makes it worse when there's low pressure. Hmm. wonder why that is. Well, I guess maybe it just interacts with their energy. It's bad enough to have that buildup before humidity comes in and makes rain. You know, sometimes it just feels real human sticky. And then when you got this other energy, it's like it makes it double worse. So I don't know if it facilitates it some or something, but got a lot of pulse, and I just, you know, really couldn't rest at all, just trying to stay busy and, Keep drinking fluids because it's just so hot here too. So. Well, also, I noticed that they drop the chemtrails just before a weather system. Oh, well, I that's think, true. That's true. Yeah. yeah. So, so once the chemtrails have gotten on you and the environment, and then the rain comes down, humidity, and all of that kind of mixing together, 
and that goes into your system, so it makes you more uh, highly sensitive and reactive to that, the technology. As soon as it does rain, there is a little relief. So yeah, that's what it's mm-hmm. doing now. It's finally raining hard out there, and it's like God or some relief, you know. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. well, Keith posted in the chat room. He says that high humidity increases their conduit conduit connectivity to the mind. Well, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so, do you guys, how do you guys feel? Did anybody, um, does anybody want to talk about, I kind of would like to discuss <clears throat> the shooter that um, was associated or affiliated with um, FFCHS for a little while. Sure. I don't know sure. if you guys wanted to discuss that. Sure, um, sure, sure. You know, I thought that was the really heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you, the Baton Rouge incident. Yeah. But I did a little research. Um, you know, I don't know. I'm, I don't know if he was just gang stalked. Of course, I can't tell. But I did a lot. Um, I did do. I listened to a lot of his YouTube videos today. Um, I went online and researched everything I could about his affiliation with um, FFCHS and just in general. And I, it was, you know, you know, it's really sad because the more I looked into him, the more I actually kind of liked him and what he believed in. But unfortunately, look what he did. You know, I mean, he had written books. He lived in Africa. Um, he was really into health and nutrition. He lost like 80 pounds, you know, and he was really intelligent and articulate. And, you know, it's, I just couldn't believe it. You know, it's so, it's just dismal to believe that, you know, someone that was bright and intelligent could have such faulty logic. So, well, he, he probably got pushed to that edge, you know. Yeah, there is mind control factor. You know, he really was. I found a couple of videos where he talked about much how, how he hated police and, you know, he was a police hater, you know, and he was a black, you know, uh, black rights, you know, he was into black rights, of course. And, he was, you know, but I didn't hear him diss, you know, you know, racist very often, but, you know, he really was anti-cops is what it seems like. And, um, yeah, um, so I have he was also a veteran, by the way. Yeah, he, he was. A, I want to say the, the Marines. I believe he was in the Marines. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, that's a very, um, that's not some kind of day camp. Being in the Marines is one of the toughest um, uh, branches we have in the military. So you're right. He was in the Marines, and so he had that mindset. And, you know, and I always believe that, you know, people in the military are slightly brainwashed as well because I've talked to a lot of soldiers, and they told me what they go through. When you, And you might understand this too, Sue. When you look at it from someone who's worked in psychology at all, you what they tell you is just about stripping you down and rebuilding you and, then you know, and, you know, the mapping that they do and trying to build up new thoughts and ideas. And, you know, so it is it's a little brainwashing, you know. And who knows on what level, you know, they might all have some, I'm sure of it actually, that they're, you know, um, controlled on some level um, by the technology. Well, I think, the, I think the question, real question is, what was the purpose of them using him to do that? Um, there's a lot of PSYOP theories. I looked into that as well, you know. It seems like whenever there's about to be an election, there is a pattern of these racial tensions occurring, you know, it's like conquer and divide and distract. But I don't know what they're trying to distract us from, you know. So that's the thing I couldn't figure out. Other than there is a pattern that before um, a presidential election, these type of events occur. So maybe someone has some theories that maybe they can share with me because I couldn't figure it out. Well, it's a still run along the program of them trying to get control over the guns. For one thing, yeah, that is well. Yep, that's true. Yeah, um, Doctor Hall said. Yeah, um, I always look for the numbers. Me, I'm always looking for that the first thing, 
and I'm thinking July, July, you know, the seventh month, and then I look for the day, and then I think about the zip codes. Oh, the Dallas shooting, zip code seven five two. And then I think about Louisiana, 701, because I was in the post office. I remember all the zip codes. <laughs> and I thought, that's a seven number. So, But I didn't see, sometimes I often see 100% the correlation. And this time I didn't, that they may be there, but uh, I don't know the guy's address, you know, his telephone number and so on and so forth, which, you know, I'd sit here and bet $100 to a donut they line up with the, the computer program numbers to target somebody and have them do crazy stuff. So that's the first thing I usually look for. Hmm. Well, it may or may not be it may or may not be a correlation because the summers are always more difficult, and that's all July. You know, July yeah. is a seven all the way through. But but I I you know had a heads up from BP Earthwatch. If you want to look that up on the YouTube, he's got a whole channel of uh, videos. BT Earthwatch gave us a heads up about uh, this would be the summer of chaos leading up to the election and that they want to force martial law. Now, I'm not saying I know that. Uh, it's all speculation. But if they want to create chaos, they're working it right now between civilians and law enforcement, between blacks and whites, between religions. Yeah. And so on and so forth. I was going to play you guys a video that he has on here so you guys could hear. I'm going to need um, someone in the chat room to make sure, let me know if it's too loud or not. So I'm just going to play a quick video here. So How long is it? Uh, let's see here. A minute and a half. Oh, okay. Okay. And then I might do another one as well. The one that I just, you know, was, really made me sad to see such an intelligent man. Um, that was so misguided. But hold on one second. I'm going to try and get it to play, and hopefully the volume will be all right. Oh, and this is very important. I wanted to let y'all know, because if anything happened with me, because I'm an alpha male, I stand up, I stand firm, and I stand for mine to the end, to the last day on this, this flesh. But I'm not the flesh. I'm not the body. I have a body. I just want to let y'all know, don't affiliate me with nothing. Affiliated with black business school. Even though I might promote their business or something like that, or any of my friends, any of my associations, those are just associations, I'm not affiliated with it. Yeah, I was also a Nation of Islam member. I'm not affiliated with it. Ella, it's hard to hear. <laughs> Can't hear it. Yeah, well, he's with Floyd Mayweather. No, don't affiliate me with nothing. Black business school, I was a Christian. Uh, I was in Africa. Don't try to say, oh, he was Africa. He was this and that. No. They try to put you with ISIS or some other terrorist group or anything. No. I'm affiliated with the spirit of justice. I've got a heavy rainstorm here. I can't hardly hear anything anyway. All right. You see convos with Cosmo. That That's me. I created that. That's what I'm affiliated with. Conversations with Cosmo. The shit that I built. Me and my own. And with the spirit of justice. That's it. So just make sure. Uh, no affiliations. No. I thought my own thoughts. I made my own decision. I'm the one who got to listen to the judgment. That's it. And my heart is pure. So I guess it wasn't that loud. I guess you guys had a problem hearing it. Well, I 
there's a huge rainstorm here beating on my roof, so I'm having a hard time yeah. hearing anything. Uh, you know, I think my I think my curiosity was just to see his, you know, how close he was tied into FFCHS and how much of a targeted individual he was. Ooh. Really Dude, can't tell from that from that little clip. No, it I does, have another longer it does one seem, too. It does seem that he was hyper, and he may have had frequencies. You know, as much as he says it's my own thoughts and my own affiliation, you know, maybe he didn't make direct contact, but they could have been, you know, running frequencies on him to make him that hypervigilant and, you know, hyper, you know, enraged. But we don't know enough of his background to, to say. I listened to some of the other um, YouTube's and he really is into human rights and black rights and um, but some of the later ones he was just really discussing about saying um, expressing myself um, from the point of view that peaceful protests get you nowhere and that was his mindset and his mentality and he said he was doing it with a pure heart he said he felt fine with God or you know, something to that effect and that he had a pure heart and he was doing the right thing and um, and that was the day before so so let's hear this next one, but make the volume a little louder so we can get through the whole thing. Okay. Here. Make sure I can find it. Hmm. Okay, here we go. Just a second to set it up. Oh, this is Inside Edition. It's exclusive video of the Baton Rouge shootout. The man who shot this incredible footage found himself trapped in his car right in the line of fire. Oh, my God. Look at the police racing into action to get the shooter. I saw the sheriff's car behind mine. I saw the windows get shot out of it. The driver has asked us not to reveal his name. He says he was getting his car washed when he saw a sight that he will never forget. The first thing I saw was the actual gunman walking behind my truck. He had on a ski mask, black clothes all the way down, and holding a beige-colored gun. At the start of his cell phone video, a shot rings out as police move in. Other cop cars come screaming into position. A civilian caught in the crossfire floors his SUV and gets the heck out of there. Then all hell breaks loose. Gunfire erupts. I mean, shot after shot. Talk about that moment. That's when I got scared. It, I didn't know where the gunfire was coming from. 25, 30 rounds, and that's, you can see me duck down into my truck and basically just drop my phone like, oh, my God, this is really happening. Oh, my God. You can see police officers move warily across the gas station. Oh, my God. The gunplay is over. The killer is down. I heard over the announcement through one of the dispatchers, suspect is down, and that's whenever I kind of 
stopped filming, got everything, put my truck in drive, and just drove across the ditch and got out of there. Is that real? No, that. No. It wasn't the one that was supposed to play, but at least, you know, that was still really interesting to me. Then it goes on to. So, but anyways, if you guys still want to hear, I think I found the one that I was trying to find for you. Hold on. Of course, it was all organized before, but the video disappeared. Okay. Yeah, he was in the Marine. He was an ex-Marine. I don't know what happened to the video. It's not... Well, it seems to have disappeared, but it was a really interesting one. It was talking about cops and, hold on, is this the one? Hold on. <laughs> Having some sound issues. Well, the one I was looking for, I can't find. Anyways, that that was the most interesting one of I found to be. Well, I guess we'll move on since I can't find it. That's fine, Ella. Maybe we'll listen to it later. Yeah, maybe I'll find it. It was in my email, but mm-hmm. now a different one shows up. Well, one word of caution is we have to be careful not to throw fear-mongering uh, around more than the media already is because it can get people anxious, depressed, angry, and they want that. They're looking for reactions. So we have to be careful not to add to what they're already doing. No? Yeah, I just it was a it was a question of debate debate and then also um and the one that I really wanted to find was the one that I thought we could discuss, but um also the fact that he had affiliation with us, I felt it was important to discuss it. Well, I, <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I think it was. I think it was used to discredit. You know, if the truth was getting out, then they saw the purpose, saw an opportunity to say, "Well, being affiliated with this group is bad. These people are bad." So that's what I see in it all. 
Well, it's not, I, I wasn't commenting on your effort to educate us with videos. It was, I meant in general, because, right. you know, like right. from going all the way back to going forward into the future, that we have to be careful, especially as being TIs and aware of it, that we don't add to the, you know, what our communities are thinking and feeling, um, you know. Because the media is going to... Can someone hear stars? If you have background noise, it's greatly appreciated. Okay, here we go. Sue? I think we lost Sue. Oh, I'm back. Oh, you're um, back. Okay. Yeah, I... I just wanted to say that again because it comes up a lot and we're having we're having more of these episodes coming up in the news and the news feeds off of it and they sell more advertising, you know, and um, we just can't allow that to move us off what we know is true, you know? Mm-hmm. I agree with you, absolutely. I agree. I was really curious to see how targeted he was or to see if there was anything, any mention of being targeted, but not in the videos that I perused and looked through and listened to. I didn't hear anything. He didn't mention it being targeted in any of them. No. Okay. Interesting. I think um, I talked to Derek yesterday, and I think he mentioned he was being gang-stalked from what he recollected or what he recalled. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. It's... uh. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't really benefit anybody. It's sad that the policeman lost their lives. That's that's not good. Um, Breaking. You know, there's a person still got a responsibility to do right. You know, mm-hmm. even if they're targeted. Yeah. And you know that yeah. gets over to a little divine intervention. And I would hope. So, it's just it's just a bad situation and it's nothing that it's nothing to really propagate off of I don't think um, that is definitive such as some of the some of the incidences that took place like uh, like Gabby you know Gabby getting shot and the, the judge um, the uh, guy who went in the movie theater you know and was being Oh yeah, in Colorado. Yeah. Yeah. Now there's there's some events there that that were obviously um, the the assassins were targeted to do some crazy crap, and they were near all nearly all of them were under the influence of drugs, and that's actually mm-hmm. been chronicled. It's been categorized by a person who actually listed the drugs they were taken and the effect it had on a person, and Unfortunately, he's no longer with us, probably because of him exposing that link. But somebody else picked that page up, and it listed all the shooters and all the mind behavior modification drugs they were taking and their uh, susceptibility to be an influence by external sources, if you might might say. Hmm. Yeah, so, but this, this case here, I don't know. It's just, it's sad. Uh, Sorry, yeah. Just, just, it's all sad when people.
people get killed like this. Yeah, and also the correlation between how many of them were military trained before they did yeah. that. Well, the story is that they're all microchips when they go into the military. Mm-hmm. Uh, with, I mean, they're forced they're forced to get particular injections, supposedly to protect them from malaria, blah, 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 when mm-hmm. most of all of us know that those injections, you know, carry some kind of neurological toxins. So... That's the story behind the military person, you know, sometimes acting as a as a uh, disturbed individual. Um, they're, they're getting chipped. <laughs> mm-hmm. well, it's common knowledge. It's common knowledge that uh, they are they sign away their lives for. You know the rest of the the rest of their lives, and that you know any experiments can be done on them, and they have been, you know, going all the way back. Yeah. Agent well, Orange. Well, no, I mean, there's lawsuits against the Agent Orange um, mm-hmm. spraying that affected the people. Uh, let's see, over in Korea and in over in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. So that there's there's uh the government's recognized that in providing compensation. Um, for for that activity. Yeah, and then there's Gulf War syndrome from the '90s, and that was chemical, so, chemical and radiological. So yeah, it it's really cool. hard for them. It's really hard for them to prove it, though. You know, it's well, yeah. The medical tests normally prove it. Um, the the effects that come off those neurological sprays and toxins, whatever, but getting getting it in court and get it certified and outliving the court case seems to be a big problem, mm-hmm. which is what's happened to the Vietnam veteran uh-huh. plowshares case, you know, against yeah. the Edgewood, Edgewood Arsenal experimental test on those six veterans up there. There's only a couple of them left to, still living. Uh, yeah, that's the point I hadn't thought of, actually. I noticed um, uh, quite a few Facebook mutual friends that I have have been in the U.S. Naval officers as well as um, Army, yeah. uh, men and women that are severely targeted for years now. And I sure. found that very interesting that here they were to serve their country and really uh, you know, gave up their lives for this only to uh, have this being done to them when they got out of service. Found that very interesting. Uh, I mean, I consider all this an attack on the American culture and the freedom and liberty that we enjoy in this country. Oh, absolutely. That's, absolutely. That's my basic thought about all the targeting is that uh, there's foreign entities that just hate our way of living. <laughs> Yes, exactly. I'm just mumbling. Can you hear me? I'm <laughs> just agreeing with you, Jan. <laughs> yeah. Hi, Lonnie. Hi. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Lonnie, Lonnie, if you want to help me on my next book, give me a call. Okay. Oh, great. I've been it's thinking my, about it's it. It's my autobiography. I got 175 pages. Mm. And it reads a lot easier. It's kind of wow. 
kind of horrid in detail, but um, I've got it all done. I'm just like polishing it off, and and it scares, scares me to death to get out. But I want to at least have it ready in case I'm I'm gone for somebody to get out there. Oh wow, that's wonderful! But it's all done. It's all done, and um, I mean, I, it's something I've carried with me for the last thirty years, and how it's made it through all the craziness. <laughs> but you know, if you ever feel like doing it in the afternoon or whenever you're comfortable, give me a call and we'll just go in there and I'll read okay. it from start to finish and we'll clean it up. Sounds good. Well, Thank I was thinking, so um, I have other ideas too for publishers. If you you know if you want to list them, just keep them handy. Cause okay. Well, I've got that other book before like four publishers, so that's just okay. a waiting time on that one. So, okay. yeah, yeah, we'll be patient on that one. But there's no sense in sitting around with this other one. I'd love to oh. have it ready and, you know, get it get it out there. So I started one, too. I started one when I first started getting targeted, and I thought, and there's so much mystery about it, you know, I thought, but I, I want to get uh, the end of it. And I thought, no, I won't be around at the end. <laughs> and that's what's going right in life. That, well, uh-huh. it was therapeutic for me to write it all down. Yeah. I had I had no one to talk to about it 30, yeah. 25 years ago, so I just kept journalizing <laughs> everything. No, it is. That, that was the truth. And yeah. at some point, it seems like it's, I mean, I've had computers destroyed, I've lost the file, and somehow yeah. that story is still there, and I've <laughs> like got it completed. So I don't know how it all happened, but it's, it's there. No, it's there yeah. for a reason. <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. I've, well, got we'll it entitled, it. I've got it entitled Persecuted But Not mm-hmm. Forsaken. Okay. Wow, that's a great title. Good one. Yeah. yeah. I'll talk a little bit about the program I was drafted into, forced upon me, my family. I go right from childhood and all the all the horror that I've experienced from this crazy stalking. Mm-hmm. Oh, my house, you know, burning up. My my divorce, my program marriage. I, I mean, I just covered all. <laughs> you know. Well, so anyway, I appreciate it. We mean we can get through it and have it ready, and then um, mm-hmm. I don't know, whatever the Lord wants. Well, I was going to tell you to start another one, but you sound like you got it going. <laughs> you know, might as well. When you send one off, you might as well start another one when you do. So uh-huh. that's what writers do, hopefully. Yeah, okay. yeah, I love to write. I know that was that's what they've tried to shut me down from half my life. They don't mm-hmm. to write, but yeah, I don't really want to write about myself. But it's like, well, I have to, you know. <laughs> With this, I'd much, I'd much be rather writing about something other, anything else, <laughs> not not me. But I don't know. This is a this is cards I'm dealt with. So mm-hmm. play with what I got, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Good for you. I guess. It should help a lot of people, you know. Mm-hmm. Write about himself. I don't care to hear it. Yeah. I think it could be really cathartic to write as well. It kind of takes all that angst and turmoil and you can put it out on paper, you know, and someone can get something out of it. And all of us, I mean, yeah. every single one of us could write a book with what we've experienced. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> the problem is reliving some of the emotions that were so bad 
Yeah. It took me a long time to get through them. In fact, it took me years before I could even deal with it again. And I just found I could do that like a year ago, and I thought, I think maybe I can do that now. But for five or six, seven years, I, I just didn't even want to look at it no more. So. You know what? Uh, this it, It's ironic you mentioned this. Just this morning, I sat down and I wrote a whole paragraph about why people should write autobiography. And and one of them is that it's, it's therapy, you know, sure. for the person. But at the same time, I keep thinking of experiences way back, you know, as a child, how I learned certain things. And uh, I, I, every life, I think, has some value in that way. We can go back to certain instances, just conversations with parents or teachers or whatever, sure. you know. And uh, um, so I, I do believe there's a value in everybody writing an autobiography. <laughs> Not that everybody's going to do it, but it is interesting. So I'm glad you're you're already into it. Oh yeah, it's it's done. I just need to, you know, make it flow really good. Like you helped me on the devotions. So. Anyway, I was listening to you all talking earlier about the um, the hazards of being in the military, and I was thinking the last person who was affected by a mustard gas passed away this past year, and I don't think they ever, about 90% of them ever got any uh, compensation for it. But on the other hand, I ran into a veteran from Vietnam, and I asked him, and he was having all kinds of problems from Agent Orange, and I said, are they taking care of it for you? He said, yeah, they are. He said, every time that something else comes through, you know, they'll take care of it for me. Yeah, they appropriated money for it for the victims. I was also thinking back when, when I was with the Red Cross, I was a civilian. You know, we were all civilians, and they said, "Don't, don't consider yourself a veteran because you won't be, you know, doing, getting veterans' benefits, and you are subject to everything that the um, military over there, in the general area, is uh, subject to." So <laughs> the one thing that reminded me of was you got a lot of roaches in Vietnam. I mean, roaches. If they're the big ones, are in the uh, south and up north, they have huge amounts of little tiny ones. And so, wherever we lived in Quonset huts or whatever, somebody said, You go to the commissary, or not the commissary, you go to the, what's the, the guy who does supply man or something like that? You go to Port, him and you ask him for. Quartermaster. Yeah, whatever he was. Anyway, go to his office or his door and you ask for OD spray. Yeah. And I thought, Oh, great. OD spray. I was just going to get raid, which is what we used in Texas. And you get this OD spray. <laughs> okay. I sprayed it under the refrigerator. It had, didn't have any writing on it at all. And thousands of roaches would come out and lay on their backs and shake their little feet. And then eventually they died. And I thought, that's nerve gas. You know, <laughs> I didn't know wow. what it was. But nobody knew what that kind of thing is. But anybody who goes into a war zone is going to yeah. know that they're going to be in a hazardous situation. So I'm just glad that Agent Orange guys are getting what they need to get, and the rest of them too. So that's just a recognized thing that we knew when we went over there, and and the guys did too. Of course, they were drafted back in Vietnam. Yeah. Different from different from the volunteers of today. Yep. Yeah, the volunteers don't perform KP. Kitchen police, like I, like I did. I didn't know that. <laughs> no, not as far as I know. They they didn't have to do none of that. I mean, 
When I was in, I had to wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning. I didn't get out of that mess hall till like 7, 30, 8 o'clock at night. I oh, was covered with grease. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was the worst duty I've ever had in my life. <laughs> this is good food over there. Not bad, you know. Yeah. Somebody was a good cook. And you always knew who the good cooks were, so you went to that particular mess hall if you could get, you know. <laughs> Back in the well, the rear. While we're talking about this stuff, ain't nobody else talking. I, my whole company was fat, so they knocked everybody down to one egg, a piece of toast, and one and one piece of bacon. And I was like about 160 pounds at six foot. I said, "Look, I got to have some food." <laughs> I told the guy, <laughs> and uh, he said, "This is all you get, buddy." You know. <laughs> so, because everybody was so oh. fat in my company. <laughs> everybody? Well, but I don't know. They're just leaning everybody out. But that was just mm-hmm. in my basic training unit. Oh, uh, yeah. Things things changed once I got in the regular training. But, uh, boy, they sure weren't giving us much starting out. Mm-hmm. Goodness. That, that's a shame. One thing I um, I would enjoy is going to a mess hall where somebody had confiscated supplies, and once we'd have lobster. I mean, we went to one place where one unit had a big barrel, and they were they were cooking lobster. That's the first time I ever had it. I thought, oh, this is great. Then I got back home. I can't afford it anymore. You know, I didn't know it was that expensive. I was lucky to get, what was it, canned K-rations, eggs in the field. Yeah, canned eggs, and they had a bunch of other crap like that. And, like, they were like heaven out there in the field. So I didn't complain. I just put it underneath my exhaust pipe trying to warm it up, or I'd put it underneath the hood under the dry on the engine. I'd set it in on the top of the carburetor somewhere. And then when I stopped, the convoy stopped, I'd go out there, open my hood up, and grab my can back, you know, have it warmed up. <laughs> I did what I had to do to survive. Yeah. <laughs> some things. But um, before I went over there, I was sending uh, rice aroni yeah. to some friends, you know, out in the field, and they would do that, and they said, "Yeah, we put fish with it too." And the way they went fishing, fishing was throw a hand grenade in the river. And uh-huh. just- <laughs> yeah. yeah, they don't they don't appreciate that downstream though. I know that. I did. I did. Uh, the, 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 well, Koreans always kind of got a little upset. They were trying to wash their clothes down there. Oh. <laughs> I'd, run my, I'd run my Jeep through the creek to get it clean after muddying it all day, <laughs> about 45 miles an hour. But anyway. In a little bit here, I wanted to read you uh, some stuff about David Voigt about his request for being on um, for being on the road. I know he's um, actually reaching out to people and has some requests. If you guys are interested in hearing about it, oh sure. yes, I am. Okay, I talked to him today. He's doing well. He had a um, he has a paper interview tomorrow. He did a news um, a news story. Um, one that was radio and news station. I don't really know which one is going to pick it up or which one's actually going to be covering it. And so he's, you know, he's doing, you know, he's still in the same area. And so, and I have 
one person that may or may not be able to make it. It's like 50-50. Um, the issues coming up that people who are taking the time out need a little bit of spending money. So, But I will go ahead and I will read to you what he has on Facebook, his request. Okay. Find it here. He goes into, um, let me see. He goes into Gavin Long. Okay, we'll start with his efforts and and what his needs. Okay, this is what his efforts are so far are, guys. He says, I've written a 3,000-word letter explaining the crime and have mailed it to 12,000 addresses in my hometown and current place of residence. I've sent an information package to all 50 governors. Hold on just a second. Um, I've sent information packages to 100 college student councils. I've taken out a couple of ads in my hometown newspaper. I went to Florida State University to help to do an outreach seminar. I donated about $1,500 and brought hundreds of dollars worth of books and informational materials to pass out. I've taken out several months' worth of ads in the newspaper near my place of residence. I've sent out a 1,000 information packages to every newspaper in South Carolina and addresses in the upstate. I'm walking across the country with a, light, with a lighted sandwich board on my back. I've walked from the ocean in Delaware to Indiana, and I'll continue to walk to the ocean on the other side of the continent. My media team is sending press releases to every newspaper, radio station, and TV station along the path. We're calling them and asking reporters for interviews. Also, I've handed out liter literature to thousands of people along the way. I didn't realize he was handing out so much literature. I delivered the trifold brochure to several hundred homes in my hometown. I've spent several hundred hours on conference calls for the victims. There are at least many thousands of victims here in the U.S., but the program is global. I could really use some assistance in this outreach project. Specifically, I could use funding. My GoFundMe page is titled TI in America Cross Country Walk. I have used all, but my, all of my financial resources and credit. If I don't secure funding for this project, I won't be able to finish and I'll probably lose my home and vehicle. Media support. I walk 20 to 30 miles a day. This takes up to 15 hours a day. The logistics of the media outreach reach can take a few hours a day. I could use some help in coordinating the effort and improving the media kit. Car support. There are people who are willing to provide vehicle support, but I need funding for gas, campsites, hotels, meals, etc. I knew this was a life and death matter. I'm sorry I couldn't encourage the public to engage on this issue yet. As you can see with the killings in Baton Rouge, that these types of crimes will continue to happen until the public comes to the realization that these technologies exist and assistance is needed for the torture victims. There you have it. That's the first time he's actually, you know, explained what he's yes. done so far and what he's looking for and the help he needs. Yes, it is. It is because I, I go to his uh, uh, like his Facebook uh quite often just to see how he's doing and he'll post pictures but yeah he really uh he's done so much he so he far. really has he really he, really has and he's so organized i noticed that when he fills out all the media kits and pamphlets and brochures he was so organized before he left on sending them out to thousands and thousands of people well, I know he's going to be in Illinois, so if anybody knows anybody that can, another TI um, 
probably would be the best. Anybody that could follow alongside him and help him out, you know, we can try and raise some money for them. He does need some help um, with phone calls, and he needs someone that can follow him and maybe carry some of his weight. Um, what he has in his backpack is too much um, weight for his back. He has a sciatica issue. Um, and I'm just doing everything I can. There's one woman who, like I said, is 50-50 whether she can come join him, and she can join him for a couple of weeks. So at that point, we need someone else that can um, pick up where she left off. And it, I mean, if he was close to me, I would do it myself. You know, me but too. Yeah. Me too. Oh, God. A lot of us have, yeah, a lot of us have responsibilities, and you know, but I would, you know, I would try to make it work. Um, so does anybody on this call know anybody that? Um, is in the Illinois area or Indiana, I mean, I would really gr- greatly appreciate it. And if you do, maybe you can reach out and I am Dave um, on Facebook. Um, I think that would be great, greatly, greatly appreciated. You know, a lot of hikers use the post office to get their supplies. Yeah. They just okay. have it sent general delivery, and then when they get to the post office, they pick their stuff up. Yeah. It seems like we have a lot of TIs in the South, in the East Coast, and the West Coast. It's a little slimmer pickings in the Midwest area. I don't know, Ella. I mean, some people are just so disgusted with it. It's like they get they get the news, and then they're, they're just trying to enjoy their life anymore. They're not taking... I think the, system, the targeting system is just placating everybody about this crap. And we're just still a minority that have really been targeted heavily. It's, you know, I mean, I know other people are affected, but you know, they're so busy with their jobs and all. It's like that's what they're allowed to do, so that's what they do. So I don't know what the answer is anymore. I just wish they'd take the cell phone tower down and all that microwave crap. I think that would fix everything. That's my view on it. We would definitely lessen some of this. That's for sure. And a lot of the mind control would be a lot less prevalent because, you know, I believe all those, I think those towers are packed with, like, hidden frequencies and feedback frequencies, you know, and whatever information goes into everyone's conscious. That's my belief. Isn't there any way he can get that thing off his back? I can't, um, I can't feature carrying the backpack anyway. I've only carried a 40-pound one one time. That was too way too much. But uh, I can't imagine. Yeah, well, if he had, him. if he had someone alongside him. No, I mean, uh, if he's got a cart, can't he do something? Use, use the cart. Does he pulling the cart or pushing it? Is that what? Pushing the cart and the dog's in it. Okay, so he's got to have something on the back. If he could have that thing on rollers, he could push it. You know, if there was some way to do it it's like that. Still putting uh, pressure on his back. It's all about his back right now. I know. That's what I mean. He's got to get that stuff off his back. And then also say, say, you know, he's willing to, you know, cheat a little bit now because of his back. Like, say he needs to be at a location, a campsite. He doesn't have the option of just stopping. He's got to find a campsite. So he just has to go on despite pain or fatigue or weather, you know, and he has to keep going until he gets to that destination. So if there was somebody following him in a car, he could hop in the car the rest of the way. You know, to yeah. get to the campground because of his, you know, situation. I used to just camp on the side of the road in the trees <laughs> somewhere when I was, yeah. I was biking. That's just pull off somewhere. Uh, he, he did. I think he said he did that from time to time. Uh, if, you know, if it would get dark and he wasn't where he was supposed to be, he would just find a place 
or he'd find a place in the light and then go back in the dark. <laughs> you know, and nobody was uh, going to give him trouble about it. So. Um, I know Corey lives in um, Illinois. Maybe I'll rally him and see if I can go help him out. I don't know if he has the health to do it, but, you know, it's a possibility. He's got a car, you know, so maybe I'll approach him about it. So many TIs are strapped for their health and money and so on. It really, it really is. You really got to have some kind of determination, you know, and the time and the fortitude to, you know, be able to do it. We were thinking of maybe even hiring somebody like a college student to do it. Um, someone came up with that clever idea that, oh, it was actually Shelly. She goes, well, maybe we can hire somebody, you know, that, you know, requires minimal money to follow him. You know, I said, that's not a bad idea. Uh, you know, we just have to do a little fundraising to pay the person and to give gas and, you know, maybe. What, um, what all is he carrying on his back, I wonder? Just, he's got his tent, he's got his necessities, he has his computer, um, he has oh. dried food, you know, he has, he has, you know, his oh. sleeping bag, you know, things like that, clothing. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh. That's where he's at. I think he's the point, too. You know, um, just naturally, when you start off to do something and it's, it's you're enthusiastic, you know, it's like going to work on Monday and then all of a sudden you're on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Wednesday's always the hardest day. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. So he's in a lull right now in pain and, you know, it, it's just things are uh, slowing down, so. Um, I think he'll get it back because he's such a positive person that he'll get it back if he can just get that pain out of the way. That's yeah. one of the things. And, and money. <laughs> Someone came up with a good idea in the chat. They said, how about a guy on a horse? That's not a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of towns have restrictions against horse riding though, on the streets Edge. and all their, all their crap, you know, yeah. all the stuff. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I'm sure the horse wouldn't like the 50 either. I like the bicycle idea, but I guess he don't like to ride bicycles or something. Yeah, I think it's too difficult when you have a dog. Well, you could put him in your pantier or something. Or That's true. It's amazing how much you can get in them pantiers. I, I, I used to travel like 500 miles on my bike through the mountains, and you can gear them down where you want to and adjust your handlebars. And I mean, you can... You can hook a cart to them or whatever. <laughs> yeah, you, know? you can hook the cart to it. I've seen that done before where, like, the dog is in the cart uh-huh. with all the necessities, and then as they're riding on the bike, it's, yep. it's pulling that. And that that would have been really a great idea in his situation. I, I just wanted to make mention um, his family is behind him. And they support him, and they believe him. And I just yeah, thought I that was such wonderful. a wonderful story. Yeah, um, it is. really is. To see that his family saw him as a U.S. Naval officer, a hardworking, trustworthy guy, and they said, this is happening to my son. And I noticed in the GoFundMe page that they support him hands-on. And it's really nice to see because you don't always see that all the time. Well, it takes a group effort. Everybody's doing a little something. Yeah. One minute yeah. also, like, when you're hiking, that one problem is that the sides of the roads are slanted, so it sets the back a bit off day after day. 
backpack slide to one side, et cetera. Make sense? Somebody um, yeah. 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 So maybe that would be what well, we're going to try, you know, maybe a few more calls, some big calls, and see if we can get someone to volunteer a little bit of time and then play tag team, you know, once when someone's done with their two weeks, you know, following and being with Dave, then somebody else can come in. We'll just see a... We'll just see. I'll see if this woman's able to make it, and then if not, we'll just start maybe, you know, running some ads, trying to get someone to help out. Bella, are you on the call? Are you on the phone? I think she's in the chat. Well, I think the nerve problem would be from this targeting or there's all this radiation in the air is probably what's you know bothering as it would bother anybody out walking anymore mm-hmm. you know, cell phone tower mm-hmm. stuff so that's not good but that's the way it is well there she is see if I can get her to join our conversation Hi, Ella. Hi, no. there you are. Bella. Hi, Bella. Hey. How's it going? How are you? Uh, I'm doing well. Everything's pretty good. Um, hanging in there. Hanging in there? That's good. <laughs> I'm barely hanging in today, but it's okay. I'm better now, just sitting here and talking with you guys. Some days you're barely hanging on. Other days you're hanging in there pretty well. I think if you have an okay day, that's considered a really good day in our world. Oh, yeah. Anything uneventful <laughs> is good. <laughs> that sure. is a really good day in the targeting world. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dave, his back is healed up, or what's going on with um, him? You know, he's still in pain, and he's carrying too much of a load, and he's he's taking his time. He's still in North Vernon. He hasn't gone far in the past week at the distance. I, don't, I can't give you the exact amount of miles he's gone, but, um, yeah, he's having some back pain, and he's really looking for some support, you know, and so I don't know. We'll just have to see what we can do. We're trying. There's one woman who's 50-50. She's on the fence. She was gung-ho, but, you know, she has a job. You know, it's a part-time job, and she's a little concerned about that, and, you know, so we'll have to see. Right. His way. He's getting across. It's kind of good he slowed down a little bit because he can actually catch up to the media. The media can catch up to him, and he has time to catch up to them. And so that's one beneficial thing out of this, I've noticed. So are people contacting him, papers, uh, radio? I, I mean, I just send the releases. I never hear who, who oh, actually yeah. sends I, I call and nag everybody. I call and nag him. I call and nag papers. You know, I do it in a nice way. I try to be nice. I'm sure David gets tired of me. Did you call him back? Did you call him back? Did you hear blah, blah, blah? You know, I'm always, you know, following up both at the station and with him. And um, sometimes they miss each other. But as long as he's kind of has some time to talk and make phone calls and do that, you know, it's great. But, he, you know, he, he's made the point that he's got a, you know, he's got somewhere to be. So he sometimes has to not be on the phone. But they are catching up. Some people are catching up. Okay. Does he have any uh, radio interviews 
scheduled? Or? One, he said yes. I don't know if he, I asked him, I go, did you get in touch with WAFIF? And he said yes. And I go, interview? And he said yes. But I don't know. Good. <laughs> you know, we'll have to see. It was a very quick, you know, I'm going to talk right. to him again in the morning. I don't want to speak to him more than once a day. But um, so I know that. And he also has the paper in the morning. There's a paper um, that uh, is going to be interviewing him. One of the biggest things is that, you know, the spreadsheets are geared for his original path. And so many of those, you know, outlets are not even anywhere near where he's at. So, But I still call the radio stations that are listed on the spreadsheet because it doesn't really matter, although some of the stations insist that he does have to be somewhat local, you know, within a certain mile vicinity. So, Okay, so he's officially off the American Discovery Trail, right? And he's on 50, Route 50, is that it? On the 50, yeah. yeah. So maybe by the next date we can kind of, you know, narrow it down a little bit. So what I've been doing is just seeing what city he's in, go, okay, where are you going to be at tomorrow? And then I know a lot of press releases have already been out, you know, so it makes it easy. I um, go into the town that he's going to be at the next day and start perusing around that particular area, you know, put in, you know, radio stations near, you know, whatever city he's going to be in, and it pulls up, and I just call the local ones that are in the immediate vicinity and follow up because he's not going to call them. He might walk over to where they're at, but he – you may not call them or have the time to call or, you know, so. Okay. Well, it doesn't hurt to send the releases. I, I mean, I'm happy to just email them out. At least they have a record of it, even whether they contact him or not. So, yeah. yeah, the releases are great. It's important because then it kind of like, oh, this man's coming to town. So then they kind of know about it, you know. Right. Sometimes I'm not sure where the press releases are going. I don't know how, you know. You know, but it's okay. Sometimes I'll send a couple to a couple different people within the same station. You know, like the editor may want one, or they'll have me send it just some news at you know the, the newsroom member that um, whichever one you're talking to. So it's right, nice. and I noticed they do change hands a bit. I was surprised that the contacts are sometimes not you know updated on the site. So. Oh, yeah, I mean, they, right. You know, I don't know if they move people around to different stations. I, I'm not sure what the deal is. but Yeah, or some, you know, a conglomerate comes in and buys it up, you know. Yeah. A yeah. lot of these are iHeartRadio now. You know, you call us iHeartRadio. I'm like, oh, sorry. Right. I've already talked to you. And they may own, like, four or five of the stations, you know, so. Yes, yes, I noticed that, too, on the uh, sheet, yeah. A lot of iHeartRadio. So, um, excuse me, but. Have you guys asked the church for help? The church? That is a, no, I love this idea. That's why you should be asking for help for him. But all of, I mean, even he should be doing that. I know he's okay, the main other one of the mine. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just saying, I know that um, during his tour, he uh, stayed at a church, a reverend, he told the reverend his story. Uh-huh. And um, the reverend opened up his rec room to him for as many days as he would like. And he stayed there for several days, kind of like to rest up for like three days before he continued on. And he had gone to a chapel, a very small church in the middle of nowhere. And they opened up their doors to him. Great. That's who I would be petitioning for help. And I would even give my little spiel, my testimony at the same time because they want to they know um, what they're helping 
But uh, yeah. that would be that's the avenue I would be seeking. That's a great idea. Thank you, Ken. I mean, I love these calls. With come up with so many ideas that can help and benefit the community. Great one. I really like that. And such an obvious one too. We were just having discussion on Sunday, and this action committee. Renata's got a fantastic uh, um, activist committee, and we were discussing, you know, how to help the community and how to help people. And you know, the church came up as one of the main, one of the best resources. But for whatever reason, it didn't. You know, I didn't even think about it for Dave. They just usually want justification. You know, show them something. You know, justify the need for help. Well, man who, you know, gave up everything to walk across America for abuse issues. I think yeah. that's. I think they'll take care of him. They're going to take care of him, too. This is off the topic, but I just wanted to say, is anybody friends with Renee Pittman? Um, She knows her and has communicated with her, but I don't know anyone who knows her well. I can't say Oh. Okay, well, there. I just want to say spring 2017, along with a group of people, have teamed together and they've created a documentary film that's coming out called The Unbelievable Truth About Targeted Individuals. Oh, wow. And, and it's coming out and I, it's called The Unbelievable Truth. It's about targeted individuals specifically about a gentleman by the name of John McKenzie who tells his story and it's a documentary film that's being produced in, and it will be out spring 2017. And if you want, Ella, I'll send you the link to the trailer. It's really good. Yeah, please do. I'd love that. Absolutely. I will. Yeah. I will. It was like a great snippet like of just uh, the story, but... It's at least like documentaries are being made and things are coming right. out and people like David Voigt's. It's it's really great. It's, it's unbelievable, Laura. I mean, these people have spent an incredible amount of money on me. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> all the overflights and all the stock. I mean, me I've told too. it up through the years. It's like, <laughs> it's like billions of dollars. And I'm, oh, not, me I'm too. not exaggerating I, from like 30 I, years I went I've said in the past, I'm their lifeline. How pathetic is that? I'm their lifeline. Yeah, I know. I know. Excuse me, could I I have a couple of minutes? Hi, Linda. How are you? I'm good. This is the MF, Linda. Thank you. On the same subject, uh, Ellen, thank you for what you do and and everything. Um, You know, just speaking of experience, publicity. Know who else um, is certainly deserving of it and and needs it is Jesus Mendoza. Oh, no doubt. He was one of the early pioneers of getting this out in the open. Right, right. And who who could uh, could you tell me who you are, please? Oh, I'm Kenneth. Kenneth. Um, Ken. I, I started the petition to get us all together a long, long hey. time ago. Are you? You're not the Ken in BC, are you? No, I'm in South Carolina. Okay. All right. Well, good, good. I'm glad you know uh, Jesus. I in cl- continue to be in close contact with him. Oh. Uh, he uh, continues, you know, uh, his cases uh, in litigation. There's uh, several of us 
uh, who, you know, um, are in contact with him. His health, um, as as many people on this call, you know, um, there's room for uh, improvement, and that's why he's not on the call so much. However, uh, the woman that was speaking about the um, the movies and documentaries coming oh, out. Oh, yes. Hi. Hi, hi. I'm, a, I'm EMF Linda. I'm in uh, uh, Northern California, about 50 miles north of San Francisco. And I, I've been in close touch with Jesus uh, for uh, months now. Uh, but what I, if there's anybody, you know, with cameras or, or microphones or, or whatever, he needs to uh, have his story uh, uh, more publicized. He was interviewed uh, recently by Telemundo, which, as you know, uh, is, I guess, the uh, largest Spanish-speaking, I think, radio and TV network. Yeah, it is. It is. That he was interviewed. The interview went well. Uh, they said that they were going to broadcast it a certain day in July, and they did. And then um, some of his um, relatives saw it, and they were impressed, and it, it helped educate them. Uh, but he, he needs to have, you know, uh, especially now that his health is such as as it is, he needs to, you know, gain more exposure because his story is all of your stories, all of yeah. our stories. Yeah. He's so um, electrosensitive, you know, and is being ex- continuously uh, assaulted by, uh, yeah. by various frequencies and radiation. And yeah, his- we, need a, we need a fund for them. Same with Ramona. I mean, she's like a hero out in California, poor girl, uh, and she's been on radio exposing this stuff, and and they just not let up on that that poor woman. And uh, if we just had some kind of fund for these these early people that have gone out to get this stuff out in the open, it'd be great. Right, right. Well, I'm not asking for funding. I'm not. This is not a plea for money. Although uh, things are extremely tight with uh, Jesus as they are for many of us. Uh, yeah. uh, but what it is, it is uh, 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 letting you know that, you know, he is available and wants to be interviewed. He wants he wants more, uh, more exposure. And so anybody that's in the uh, <clears throat> process of making documentaries, uh, uh, he, you know, I will, I will give you, I will give out his number. Uh, or I'll be more than happy to hook any um, any filmmakers or uh, outlets, media outlets, up with Jesus. It is his w- wish to be, you know, to have his story out there. Uh, it's a compelling story, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Uh, Linda, why don't we talk um, maybe tomorrow at some point, and I can I can help maybe with the media outlets. I can try to do my best on that end. I don't know people that have cameras, and it depends where he's at too. I mean, location is going to be important. In Mission uh, Mission City, Texas, south south of uh, Texas, um, his health is such that you know he's he's just uh, not readily available for like to come on all these conference calls. Uh, anymore, but he needs to kind of save up his strength for uh, 
uh, uh, you know, media that will reach a, uh, a larger audience. Like the woman who was speaking, I was thinking if somebody's making a documentary or a film. Oh, yeah, they, ma- they made it. It was uh, on about a man named John McKenzie, who was a teacher, a biology teacher. And he was heavily, heavily gang-stalked. And they focused on the credibility of this man and what he's been through. And they made it already. So they have the trailer out on it. And it's um, based on this man. But they do use the word T.I. throughout it, which I'm very happy about. And um, she was a part of that. And uh, Renee Mitchell Pittman goes way back with this stuff. She's been dealing with this for 10 years. But they did it on one one person, one singular TI person, uh, rather than a group of people. All right. So, so that documentary is already... Uh... Yeah, yeah. And uh, you can see the trailer on it. Um, it's it's good. I was I was very uh, happy to see that uh, you know people are making docs and doing walking tours and I mean these are great things. These are right, real right. positive uh, things. Right. And so, uh, uh, who is the producer? Is Renee Mitchell Pittman the producer? Or no, no, it was based on her book. Uh, Pittman. Uh, she had written a book about this uh, particular gentleman who was a TI. And they picked it up and made a doc out of it. But I don't I know the it. people that made it. Okay. When is the distribution? I hope it has good distribution because that's really important because that's going to be how it yeah. seems. Yeah. Well, I'll be, I'll be posting it on my wall. <laughs> so everybody watch it. <laughs> I'll, I'll take a look at the quality of it and see because, you know, maybe maybe we can, um, you know, pitch it to some of the little um, – to some of the little art house, you know, some of those places will do. Yeah, yeah. That. And so it would be, if it, the quality is there, you know, you have an angle to get it into these little, to these theaters. And I love those art house films. You know, I've always, you know, appreciated independent films. You know, there's always interesting information, and it's not, necessary, not necessarily following a um, format like all these mainstream films do. And you can get a lot more... Um, you know, unhomogenized um, information, you know, and then information that's not going to be, you know, obviously not uh, portrayed in some of these larger films. Although we all know that we see these large films and these bigger films and we can see our stories and see targeting and mm-hmm. see you know, there's all kinds of hidden truths in those films. And that's the best place to hide fact is in fiction. So Yeah, yeah, I won't give it away, but I'll just say that, you know, it's a, it's a great story. And it's about a, a man who's a biology teacher, and I'll leave it at that. And uh, you know what what he endured, and what he still endures to this day, um, is really amazing. And and somebody picked up her book, so you know she did a self publishing book many years ago. She's been in this for ten years, and uh, someone picked it up. And said, "Hey, this is a great story. I'd like to do a documentary on this guy," and that's how it happened. So you never you, you never know with self-publishing, you know? You never know. Right. So anyway, hey, Jesus Mendoza has a great story too. You know, he goes as Ken said way back. You know, with Eleanor White uh, contacts with Eleanor White and and many many others back into the the mid nineties. Uh, his his story is is the stuff of movies, actually. 
So here, uh, if any of you have any media contacts or are uh, uh, the subject of media contacts, uh, uh, he wants to be uh, in touch. So I have it permission uh, to give out his number. So I would like to do that. Okay? Okay. I didn't give it to him. I'm going to write it down, and I'm going to call him tomorrow. Okay, that'd be great. That'd be great. Okay. So, again, his name is Jesus Mendoza. Uh, I find it just a little strange, though, that I can't recall him being on our conference calls not one time. I never understood that. I mean, I've read his story several times, but he I, I can't ever re- remember him coming on a conference call. Well, you know, within the last few months, maybe a couple of months, uh, three, four months ago, uh, he and I were on frequently. Uh, well, when we were on, you know, some of the shows, uh, you know, every pretty much, we were we were both listening to all of them, and he and I were speaking. But his health has, has diminished, and that is the thing that has uh, prevented him from... Uh, uh, he and I are both trying to figure out how to uh, use the fully corded landline phone without getting... Right. Well, I remember he had a lot of children he was taking care of also. He's got three children that are in school, uh, uh, and uh, they're getting fried too, and that is one of his biggest issues that, uh, you know, he is is, uh, dealing with the powers that shouldn't be uh, about uh, removal of the Wi-Fi in the classrooms. Uh, So he's got, uh, yeah, three, three wonderful children and one adult. Uh, daughter, he's a grandfather, uh, an adult daughter who's 40-ish, and uh, has three grandchildren by her. So here's his, his number, uh, if I can. Uh, Jesus Mendoza, Mendoza uh, you know, that Jesus spelled like Jesus, uh, uh, and Mendoza, M-E-N, as in Nancy, E-O-C, as in... <laughs> oh, that was funny. <laughs> That's, that's, something funny. Want, that's, that's something you may want to read, Ella, on the call, is that Barry Trower lawsuit against the Portland Public Schools and the Wi-Fi. Yeah, I actually did a little research on it, and um, I couldn't find anything on it. You know, you would mentioned that to me yesterday, oh. and I tried to look for something online about it, and I didn't get anything about, you oh. know, his beef I saw with the, uh, I saw the actual complaints listed on there. Well, that actually was David Morrison. Yeah, and he's a rare book dealer. And it was over his daughter, who's no longer in school. It was the, she was getting uh, fried in the public schools, and what that was about. So here's Jesus's number, if I could, please. Okay, uh, go ahead. Uh, nine five six five zero you want to repeat that to me? Um, 956-519-7140. Does he have a Facebook or anything that I could read a little bit about him? Uh, yeah, he is. Uh, he's on, I think, uh, David Morrison, as a matter of fact, fellow in Portland, who is currently running for city council, by the way. Uh, on his wireless web, I don't know what the name of it is since I'm not online, but uh, uh, a lot of his case is is on on uh, Morrison's uh, website, uh, uh, and and of course part of his story was written in the book uh, by um, 
uh, what John Hall, the uh, is a guy who's uh, you know we're all looking forward to his movie coming out too. So part of Jesus' story is in the appendix of um, the first book, uh, a new breed satellite technology. That's a good one. Yeah. So well, that's uh, I just wanted to get uh, get that information out that uh, he he is also looking for more media exposure. If anybody can um, hook him up. Uh, or or get in contact with him. So thank you. Thank you, Linda. Appreciate it. Yeah, he's a long-time victim. <laughs> he's a long-time what? He's a long-time victim. <clears throat> like you. Yep. Yeah, uh, Jesus was coming on the calls regularly about six months ago, but he's so oh. EMS sensitive, he it's difficult for him to stay on the call. So. That's unfortunate. Um, yeah. Oh, and both of us. If anybody out there has figured out a way to cause interference with the radio frequency that is coming off of a fully corded landline phone, I already have put on some ferrite beads on the on the cord. I already put a um, a filter, a, a high frequency filter, and I have another little bead uh, that was supposed to, uh, you know, reduce the frequency. But uh, uh, the best thing that works so far is distance and and uh, Aluminum foil, or aluminum foil turkey plates, and that is not quite the uh, the, the the easy solution that I I want. It's uh, well, go out and check your connections outside the apartment or house and make sure nothing's messed with them. No, it's the phone itself. Well, buy a oh. new phone. I've got six others. Oh, I'll <laughs> well, change the cords. <laughs> Already done. It's not the cord. It's the oh. phone that that puts off a, a radio frequency. Uh, uh, that again, I know it's made radio frequency because it can be blocked by tin foil. Oh, aluminum foil. Uh, you know, oh. I, I have a little kind of a meter. I hold the meter in one place and I pass the aluminum foil in between the phone and the the meter, and there's a a, a big difference. Well, I'm glad it works for you. That's what matters. And, you know, what might work for you might work for someone else as well. Um, hey, oh, I, just, I hate to interrupt. Uh, where is data? Now I'm, I'm setting up the bulletin. Now I just have computer access. I just, I'm just doing it now. Um, where is Dave Lake? Where is Dave? He is yes. in North Vernon, Indiana, and he has another week there. North Vernon? Yes, he's in North Vernon. All right. Thank you so much. Shelly is trying to send out a bulletin to try to get some support for him because he's, he's asking for it. Did you see the post, Shelly? I don't know how long you've been on the call. I have not. I just got on. Yeah, there is um, a post. Um, if you go on Facebook, he, you know, he it's a long post, and he talks about everything he's done, everything he's given up, and what he's asking, and he's looking for someone uh, to help him out. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Okay. Um, okay. 
use them. It's a, it's a, uh, it's a, that's on his Facebook page. Yeah, it's maybe a couple okay, posts. What, what, uh, what's the name of the post again? Let me write that down real quick. Um, I don't know the name, but it talks. It starts with a shooter. You know, he starts talking about the shooter. You know, oh, the name of the uh, location he's at again. Sorry. Uh, North Vernon. Okay. All right, I'm going to go to Facebook and, and get it and so I can put that information as well there. Okay. All right. Thank you. Okay. Thanks, Shelly. Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah, I was, and, uh, I was probably, What's that, Ken? I would probably try to give people an option. If they wanted to mail something, then do it to one of the post offices on his little journey where he can stop and pick stuff up. Yeah, that's a good idea, but he really just needs someone to help him carry the weight, literally and figuratively as well, it seems. He needs someone to drive alongside him. That's what he's needing. So he needs some car support. That could be very dangerous, though, to do something like that. You can't just drive one mile an hour. That's illegal, for one thing. Uh, you can't well, do that. well, not necessarily. He had the idea where someone can, you know, bring a bike or something, and they can, you know, drive maybe, you know, a couple miles up, and they can ride the bike out to him and kind of hang out with him, you know, like that. Um, you know, there's some ideas. You know, we're a creative bunch, and amongst all of us, we can come up with something feasible. But, you know, I mean, I mean, I guess it could be a little dangerous, but, you know, maybe somebody, you know, who knows. We kind of like the idea of loading up someone's car, parking down the road, and coming to meet him on a bike. And then, you know, getting to the car, taking a break, and then, you know, doing the same thing. That's one idea we had. Ugh. What about you, Ken? You're a good ideas person. What do you think, Mike? Well, I wouldn't What's... suggest it at all. I mean, I'd, l- I'd lessen my pack load. <laughs> I mean, there's been bicyclists killed on the road here just in the last year, and it's it's just more opportunity for unsafe actions. And it sounds like it's being sounds like it's almost being you know tried to be made that way. And so, I mean, I just don't suggest it. I I just lighten my load or or get get on a bicycle and travel much faster. Probably easier on his back. Get hooked it up with a cart and make some time. And then I'd stop in at the local church and ask for shelter, and pass my hat around for funds. I mean, that's what I would do. <laughs> you know, I'd plead my case. Um, so, But everybody's different because TIs just can't be expected to do what y'all are asking because they're just, they aren't in that kind of a situation. I mean, they're, a lot of them are being stalked. Can't leave their stuff anywhere hanging around. That's just not, that's just not, can't do that. Not to the extent TIs are being bothered. It's just, it ain't going to happen. I mean, I wish it could, but it ain't, ain't going to happen. There's everybody gets targeted. It's, it's all they can do is just to, Fuck try to remain, get to the grocery store and get their groceries and get back home. You know, in many cases, or get to their job. You know, it's just it's that bad. Um, I was thinking if uh, TI in the area of Indiana, mm-hmm. if a TI in the area of Indiana could donate a bike and he could purchase with the GoFundMe money a little hitch on the back, and oh, that I would that, that would help him and it creates safety for him and just a donation of a bike 
just for the the long haul with and he could purchase the little hitch that goes on the back to travel and i think he would i think he would like it yeah it's a good idea i'm going to actually run it by him tomorrow and see what he says okay yeah that is a good idea it might be more economically feasible too if we have to pay someone to you know pay their gas and you know um oh yeah yeah just um TIs everywhere on his journey he'll be one week in Indiana and from there the next place uh please donate your bike he will purchase with the GoFundMe money a little hitch and it will save him time money and the aggravation of having that weight on his back thank you for all that you do. That that's what I would do. And and with TIs they may not have the money to donate, but they may have that bike to donate. Yep, I think that's that is a really good idea. I hope so. There's only one T I that we're aware of in Indiana and Dave has talked to him and um he's not close. He's not um He's in the southern part, like very close to Illinois. So, um, yeah, there's just one TI that we could find. Okay. But he's close to Illinois. So someone, you know, Illinois is bigger. I know there's a lot of people in Chicago. So yeah. like, Yes, there are. There are. Right there. We have... People here. Does anybody else want to talk? Virginia usually has something to say. Yeah, I do have something to say. Hi, are you there? Yeah, yes. hi. Hi, I have something very important. I forgot last night. I never got on, but I forgot to say it anyway. Yes, last night. Mike Savage does a radio program from 6 to 8, and it's really pretty fantastic, and he talks about important things. Well, last night he gave a program, and I really urge everybody in our group, please take the time, find that program, and listen to it carefully. He evaluated what is going on in our country. He evaluated why white policemen are being shot, killed every day, another one tonight. He evaluated what Obama's doing and why they're doing it, and he called it social order. Social is to destroy the social, I think he said, social order of our society so that it will be disruptive and we will have no law and order and martial law can then come in. And he was serious. Let me finish. He talked very, very seriously last night. It's the best speech I've ever heard from Mike Savage, and he's a pretty savvy guy. And he's serious about what he said. He's done his homework. He has reported it very carefully. And what he's saying is true, I'm sure. And it would be good if all of us in our group listened to it carefully and then about say by Friday or Saturday, we could discuss it with each other and get opinions of what we think and what we might do to help the situation. But it's very serious. And 
as with most people like you and I, we don't know what to do to prevent bad things from happening. So maybe somebody will start coming up with a plan. But I really urge everybody to get Mike Savage's program. He's on the radio. I think he's WNIS 790 on my radio. I don't know. Does he come on the website or something? Is there any way you, you all can find him on your computer? How do you find him? Mike Savage now, or who? Mike Savage. How would you find him if you want to go back and listen to his program? Well, you can go on. I'll look right now while I'm talking to you. I'll just enter his name. And I'll say Mike Savage Radio. And it was all on yeah. last night. Last night. Radio. I forgot to tell everybody. Derek had, so who did Derek have on last night? I forgot who we had. I don't know if he had anybody. We were just discussing the shooting. He, last night, oh, did Derek have on last night? Um, can't remember, but it was pretty good. It was a good talk last night. Yeah, it was a great talk, yeah. The Savage Nation, I see. YouTube uploaded yesterday. I'm going to go ahead and post it. I'm going to get the link, put it in the chat room. Hopefully it's a correct one. Thank you. I'll tell you, it was the best talk I ever heard from Mike Savage. There we go. It's something we all need to know and talk and think about and see what we can do to help the situation. Things are getting scary. Yeah, it is. It's getting pretty scary, that's for sure. What he's saying, basically, I think, now I'm not too good at interpreting, but he said the social order we have is law and order, and it's to disrupt that so that policemen will be less helpful, less protective, we lose our law and order and our protection from the police, and then it turns over to the military. I think that's what he was doing. I can hear you. What did you say? Oh, nothing. I was just listening to you. There was probably some background noise with someone else's line. No, some man said something. You guys could just hit star six if you're not speaking or if you're about to speak, that's fine too. But if you have some background noise, just go ahead and star six and then you can enter star six once again when you're ready to join the conversation. No one told me that when I first joined the community. I wasn't really sure what I was doing. So (laughs) star six is the one. Or Mm -hmm. mute on your phone. If you do it yourself, it's star six in, out, and star six back in. And if you do it, Ella, it's if they want you to put them in, it's star eight. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Correct. Did you find it? I did. I put it in there. Oh, great. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to enjoy it later. I'm going to look at, give it a look you... tomorrow. Or tonight. Tonight or tomorrow. So it's a I good didn't listen. Savage Nation. Yeah, I'm familiar with it. I just didn't see that one. There's so many so many great podcasts and so many great YouTube channels. It's hard to keep up with them all. Yeah, but I think he's the best. I really do. I listen to him every night. He's 6 to 8. 
And sometimes he gets a little wild kick, but last night it was just researched and written out and carefully given and with all sincerity. Tonight he's on Donald Trump and stuff, you know, but and everybody's giving that poor girl such a bad time. Four words are like Mrs. Obama. Her speech was terrible. I don't even want to repeat that. It makes me so mad. It's so silly. She gave a good talk, and she's attractive and nice. She'd be fine. She actually didn't even write the speech. Someone else wrote it for her. (laughs) Yeah. I wish she'd just put her hair up in a chignon or something. I don't want to look like a teenager. (laughs) Something a little more elegant, I understand. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only thing, but I just don't like long, stringy hair and exotic women or great women. Reading the chat room about healthy aloe juice. Yes, aloe juice is great. I have my aloe juice. You can get it anywhere. It really helps. Allergies? Is that what you said? Aloe juice, like aloe vera juice. Oh, yeah, okay. And Mike Savage talks about beets. He sells beets. And he used to work for he was a manager or something in a food, big food company one time. And he always talked about beets. I meant to tell people, too, I, I should listen to what he's selling. And beets, you feed beets, it helps your blood to build and restore your blood, and a lot of us are having health problems, so it might be worthwhile. I know if you buy fresh beets and eat them, they're really good for you. That's interesting. I wonder if it can be like canned beets or if it has to be fresh, because I love beets myself, but, you know. Dude, I love sure them. Yeah. Well, the- I would say fresh ones are always better. You know, I don't I like anything. I've been stocking up on canned goods just to have some stocks in the cabinet for an emergency, but I don't like canned foods because I don't like the cans. And you can buy pickled beets. The Kroger's that I go to sells pickled beets, pickled cabbage, and something else in glass jars, but they cost almost $2 a can. So it's kind of expensive, but it is in glass jars. I just don't like tin cans. They give me a willy. Green, what is it, Green Company? They're making a tin can with a white liner in it. That's a good idea. It would probably take away some of the taste and some of the, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Well, hi, this is Melinda. Alice is right. They're putting in a white line. Unfortunately, they're finding out that that white line is like BPA or something. Oh, no. So oh, yeah, let me tell you. I'm, I, I have to go out and dig in the dirt to get stuff because the glass containers are the best. I have a whole, I save every glass container and take everything out of plastic and put it in the glass. My fridge is full and it looks terrible because it's so stuffed. But we have to get away from saran wrap, aluminum foil. It used to be tin foil. You know, tin foil was fine, but they went to aluminum. Of course, it gets in our food when we cook with it, and plastic, we store our food in it. And, and I, I say I do the best I can. You know, it's just we're so spoiled. We can't store stuff in paper bags. It doesn't do a thing. Go go spoil. It'll spoil, you know, sooner. It's just uh, 
tough. It's a wax paper is good and parchment paper is good. So maybe okay. separate your food from plastic container with a wax paper or parchment paper. We have to get back to natural. But I, I think that's the bottom line. Right. And they started mass producing food so much that they put all these preservatives and BPA and the PCBs and all the stuff that's getting into our babies and mother's milk and our bodies and everything. Uh, one thing I wanted to say, um, Alice, you're, you know, she should have her hair pulled. She could have had it draped back in that Grecian style. But the look, and all these women are wearing this long, stringy hair. I don't know. I don't like it. Her hair, I think, is real, but most of it's extensions. But I wanted to say, that, okay, so Melania copied a little bit from Michelle. That writer is fired. Michelle copied from Saul Olansky. <laughs> and Barack Obama copied uh, Deval Patrick's 2006 speech when he was talking 2007. Is Obama's speech. So I guess it's just rampant. It comes from lazy writers, I think. Well, forget coast-to-coast sales uh, dried food in packages. You can buy like 72 hours of food for $10. And I think that's a great thing to put in our storage cabinet. Yeah, they do recommend that, Alice. Um, they're all recommending that we stock up on some. I bought rice and be- beans. I kept them in the plastic. I I don't know what to store them in. One guy put them in a, a steel, a, a big steel can. I, I don't have a place to put a steel can. Maybe make it a table and put flowers on it. I don't know. Um, and water, I've just got 12 half gallons in front of me, but it looks terrible. I have no place to put it. But it would not be a bad idea to stock up. Yeah, I think that dried food is not heavy, and it preserves, and it saves a long time. And uh, I know Coast to Coast advertises it. Most every night they'll come on with it. Uh, somebody was saying that six months' worth of it, that was like $900 for six months' worth of food, meal. I don't know how much we'd spend in six months. That sounded a little expensive. That was somebody else one day. A lady was selling it. But if it was 72 hours, that would be how many meals? Three, six, nine, 12 meals? Three, three, six. That would be three days of meals. Should be three, six, nine meals for $10. That's a pretty good price. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, and if you had to survive on it, you could. The other thing I was thinking the other night, was Sunday on Rwanda's telephone call, she did uh, stocking up for emergencies. Yeah, that's what. She had a good DVD on that the guy gave. He was an ex-military guy from New York or somewhere, and she just played it. And he gave outstanding ideas of how to do everything. If anybody wanted that, they could probably get a copy. Was that uh, Renata's call? Yeah. Yeah, so it's on Sunday. It might be on her. Does she have a website? Yeah, we asked you. She posts YouTube videos. She has some wonderful videos, by the way, Renata. She really does. On uh, Mm -hmm. office mob stalking and um, gang stalking. The one she had Sunday was how this man gave a talk on how to prepare everything you need 
One thing I think he forgot, I told her that if I were packing a box to go, I would put in it, wrap everything in two great big plastic leaf bags. Then you can use those as a raincoat or keep it warm or anything. You're yeah, always that's a good idea. You know, something else I thought about, if you had to, you could take a beach float, you know, the ones you can blow up yourself with air. If you had to sleep on a mattress somewhere, it's better than sleeping on the ground. That would be an easy thing to take in your car or to camp out. Yeah. It's so awesome when you think of survival because, I mean, I've got bags of rice and beans, but if I don't have a stove, I can't cook them. The freeze-dried is the best idea. I think you just add water. And some freeze-dried, when it used to be popular back in the when, 80s or something, they had some good good meals. Well, I don't know what they have now. The mountain climbers and everybody take that now because that's all you can carry because of the weight. Yeah, I know. And a backpack, everybody's got to have a big backpack to carry. You see, you buy a big pack backpack and he said be sure you have a hook and a rod and a string for fishing so that was a good idea well there ain't no fish around here you know either if i'm if i'm not in my home i i just be out in the wilderness dying well <laughs> if, we if you had to get food if you were starving you'd fish if you could yeah, but there's there's no water around here, so I don't know where the fish would be. Yeah, well, here here we have mountains, and you have great fish in the mountain streams here. From where I live, they would go to Appalachian Mountains, and everybody goes there. I mean, I have a friend who have a cabin over there, and they've already got it prepared and full and solar heat and all that stuff. Hey, this is Kyle, uh, or Vulcan Wolverine. I'm actually a TI living in Baton Rouge. Um, and I kind of wanted to go back to the, the Baton Rouge shooter topic. Um, I, I don't know if y'all are done. Uh, but that day, the day that it happened, um, I wasn't caravan by, like, one policeman or one sheriff. And it's usually every day. Um, and I didn't know he was a TI. Like, I made a video that day. And then I made like you know I heard rumors that he had he had uh, contacted FSCHS, um, you know last night, uh, and then Derek said it on his call last night that he had, and I, I just read an article you know where where he he had YouTube videos and they took them all down, like they took all of his videos down where he was talking about being a target individual. Um, and so it's like, and I've I've never experienced my targeting being so aggressive, uh, like the the couple of days afterwards, like the day of, you know, no policemen, it was just citizens with uh with one light, uh, one light cars, vehicular stalking me, but then the next day and then today, um, I had sh- like caravan, like three sheriffs in a row. Um, you know, an EMS worker was tailing me, and he he was wearing plain clothes in the in the EMS vehicle. Um, I had somebody in my condo, like literally try, like I have I've never had aggressive, um, you know, patrolling on foot, 
that somebody like walked right by my condo door and walked into me, like tried to like walk into me. Um, it's just it's it's crazy because I, you know, Iron Maid, Navy Yard Shooter. It's like these people, if they if they were targeting this guy who did the shooting, um, like me, they saw him arm up with guns and get and get get ready to go out and shoot cops. So I, I think these people are purposefully causing this. They're, they're purposefully causing this. Let me interrupt you a minute, if I may, and tell you what's going on right now. I live in a townhouse. I have a adjoining wall, and the two people in there are the perks. She says she works for the sheriff's department. He's an ex-Marine, big guy that drinks and does smoking and meth and everything. And right now, they put plastic tubing in my air ducts and in the walls of my townhouse. And right now, he's burning some kind of paper, so it blows the smoke with gas on it into my ductwork and into my wall. Oh, that's sickening. That's sickening. I have to open the but door. You have a fire extinguisher, Alice. You know, one of those small ones that you should have in your house. Do you yeah. have one? You yeah, really should. We all should have those, by the way. And you tell your uh, renter's insurance or your homeowner's insurance that you have a fire extinguisher and your rates can go down. You get one of those things and go over to his house and when he answers the door, lift it and spray it on him. <laughs> Just say, I'm sorry, sir. I thought your place was on fire. Oh, he's they've, and, they've hot-wired every lamp in my house. They've hot-wired the porch light. He came home at 2.31 times. He'd broken it up and broke it up with a hammer in front of me. And he came home at 2.30 in the morning one Sunday morning. He'd hot-wired it. She'd already called her buddy. Had a fire truck sitting out on the side of the road waiting for him to come home and hotwire it and catch it on fire. So the fire truck, fire guy runs real fast to the door, and I'm upstairs watching. And he said, he's banging on my door. Your house is on fire. Your house is on fire. Well, of course, the house is not on fire. I knew he hot well, we'll get the we'll, we'll get one of those little fire extinguishers and bring it over to him. And all you do is pull the tab and lift the hose and spray him. And say, oh, I'm sorry, sir. Here, I thought your house was on fire. <laughs> because if because if he's doing it through your ducts, he's doing it through his ducts. Well, he's going to get sick because the woman over in Norfolk got sick, got cancer, and died of anal cancer. She mm. did. She did. She poured it down the walls. Walls were disintegrating and had holes in the wall over top of the kitchen sink. Or the drywall had disintegrated, and she did get, I don't know if she had cancer before she came or not, but she was there. She got cancer and died, so I frequently say loudly, hmm, maybe you'll be another Peggy King. Uh, Kyle. Kyle, I'm glad to hear from you, and I'm sorry all that's gone on right near you like that. I'm sorry well, for you that. Did. It, it Well, it scares me a lot because my targeting is already up to a level of, like, terrorist false flag, and it's, it's like, it's like you know, lots of EMS workers, um, you know, vehicular stalking, you know, my, my V2K is just off the hook, like, they, they made me go into convulsions today because I have somebody right above me in the condo, and now, now I'm a million percent sure of that, and, um... But this this guy this this Baton Rouge shooter he was a, he was an ex marine and he was making a bunch of videos about Myron Mays targeting individuals. Let's talk about you. While you while we're on the subject of you, 
You should. I'm not on the subject of me. I'm on the subject of the Baton Rouge shooter. You were on the subject. I don't want to hear about it. We've heard it 600 times. No, they have. heard it 600 times. I'm in Baton Rouge, and I'm telling about my situation because it has a lot to do with this whole target individual. We'll just let him talk, Alice. It's okay. I just want to hear. I'd like to hear. I, I mean, I'll. You can go ahead. I was, I thought it was important because I'm make. I'm going to make videos about it. I didn't know he was a TI, but he was. He had YouTube videos out, which where he was talking about his targeting, and they took them all down after this. And it's just it's unbelievable to me because you know my targeting picked up like 50 percent because of it, and I would think that they would pull cops off people who are doing non-criminal activities uh, and focus on, you know, protecting the police, like having their focus put on dangerous criminals instead of this. This this is like putting police in danger. This program took the lives of three policemen. And then, and now, I mean, they're focusing all all this attention on me. I'm I'm not a criminal or anything. And it's going to hurt more cops. It's like it's almost purposeful because if they were surveilling that guy, uh, like they're surveilling me, why didn't they stop? Like, why didn't they stop my mate? Why didn't they stop this guy? I mean, they were watching him load up and, and, and go out there and, and, yeah. and just, what are they here for? Do, it must. Do, do you know a specific car or a specific policeman who's on your case every day? And if so, why don't you go up to him and say, where were you on Sunday? or whatever day it was at the shooter. Boy, I missed you guys. Where were you? You weren't with me any of the day. What was going on? Because they were pulled off to wait for the uh, Baton Rouge shooter, which shows they're in on it, is what. So you ask them, why did uh, Sunday a day off for you guys? What happened? That is really a telltale sign. And what the guy said last night about they are using the police to further this, illegal activity, and the police don't even know it. Many don't know it. No, they, yeah, they don't know. It's, it's putting them in danger, and I think they want yeah, police sure to look is. stupid. They want police to look stupid so they can have martial law or something like that. Because mm-hmm. they're gonna, all these cops are getting killed, they're caravanning non-criminals while they're not paying attention. There's all these shootings, and it was a, it was a target, and I, I couldn't believe it. When I confirmed it today because I had heard, like, oh, he contacted FSCHS. Then I saw an article, you know, about, like, in, in the article, like, at the top, they didn't say anything about him being a target individual. They said, you know, they talked about him uh, complaining about crackers and, you know, uh, being being uh, muslim affiliated. So it's like they whitewashed anything about target individuals, and at the bottom of the article, they put, like, you know, um, that, that he had talked about on his YouTube page, uh, you know, advice for target individuals, uh, mentioned Meyer and Mays, a bunch like that. And I was just, I sat there looking at that with my mouth open. You know, my attackers, they, they, they're looking through my eyes, so they see all this. And they know that cops have been killed by this, but it's, it, and it's crazy. It's like, you know, the guy up there with the high-pitched sound, like over 50% times more. It's like they they see all this and they're just going on me harder. It it seems like they should maybe be like, wow, that was a target individual. Why are we even doing this? But they just do it more. And it's 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 unbelievable to me. You know, I mean, I had a I had an EMS worker following me 
plain clothes. He was he was like, I have it on video. Like I have it on my new video on YouTube. Um, he is taking me for like a whole like on on O'Neill Lane all the way down. It. Uh, not not even in EMS uh you know uniform, plain clothes. And I see plain clothes police too. I see them. They're in a police vehicle, but they're just wearing their regular clothes and they're stalking. They're vehicular stalking. Well, you need to write a letter. This is what I did, and it worked. I wrote the letter in extensive detail to my city council members and delivered it to the lady that's my ex-neighbor on the city council and said, give this to each member a copy. And I'm sure she did because the clerk had sent it to the city manager's office and well, the he or the city council stopped it, but they stopped bothering me pretty much after they found out. In our case, the city manager controls the police department because they control the budget. So write a letter and write a letter to your representative on your city council and put it on file in black and white so they have it. So, so the city council... Like they can, they can maybe get these DHS fusion centers, like kind of off you. They'll know what to do with your letter. They'll know who to give it to to get results. And if you say if you don't want to give it to the police department, then say do not give this to them because I'm already harassed by them, and I fear that would make them worse. In my case, it was given to the city manager. They did something about it. Somebody did. But they don't come around here bothering me much anymore. Yeah, I mean, I, I want to honor and respect cops. Like, the day of it, um, you know, on my video, I prayed for those policemen. Um, like, I, I, you know, I thought it was disrespectful. I didn't even know this guy was a target individual, and I thought it was disrespectful you know, for people to be uh, stalking me while that was going on, I thought it was disrespectful to the police. Uh, but now I'm he's a target individual. I mean, they, these these people are cop killers. You know, these these gang stalkers. I mean, they're, they're cop killers. Somebody has asked him to do it. It may be unofficial. So in my case, I knew they were doing it, and I knew she wasn't calling the police to back her. She calls her buddy on her own private cell phone. Now, I'm outside walking around in the yard right now, and these cars come down. I'm on a little dead-end street, and so all these cars and cars come by and come down my street. When I, come I, think that's from v, I think that's from DHS fusion centers because that's where all my vehicular stalking comes from. It's, no, it's it like EMS workers, firemen. I had, you know, a bus uh, today, like a sheriff's car, then a Jeep with a girl with her arm out, followed by a bus. Um, you know, these, these are all vehicles that they work with DHS fusion centers to patrol us for non-criminal activity. You know, while these people are microwaving us. It's like, I want to know how much DHS knows about this directed energy weapon program. You know, yeah. It, it, yeah, the whole, the whole time I've been like, oh, well, DHS fusion centers are just kind of working parallel with this, and they don't know anything about the microwave culture. But it seems like when I'm being microwave, like I heard my V2K 
the other night say he's ready. And then and then I started getting people with one like hailing me. They're not actually just standing me on the other side. I'm getting them on videotape. They're they're uh, racing through red lights to to follow me, and they have one light. They're one light vehicles, you know, uh, used by these VHS fusion centers, and it's it's corresponding to how badly these people are microwaving me. The the changes to the vehicular stalking. So they have to know about the directed energy weapon program. They have to be they have to be in collusion with this man who's my main organizer. And he, he must tell them, hey, he's ready for this kind of stalking. And these DHS fusion centers have to know about this directed energy weapon program. Mm-hmm. I have I've seen so much evidence, like it, you know, in my case that it, it's undeniable. I'd like to be able to deny that and. Say it's all kind of just going, it's all kind of working, and it just happens to be, it happens to work that way compartmentalized, but it's not, because they'll get me so bad sometimes, I'll have trouble walking out of my condo, and then I'll, and then a cop will tell me, um, and so that's very different from my other vehicular talking, and it's, it's in conjunction with the microwave torture, vehicular talking changes. I didn't know I had to do that. One day I had to, the other day, I opened this thing, I had a $20 for a little background noise. Hello. Hi. Oh, hi. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, hi. Hi. Um, Hi, Vera. Yes, I just joined in a little while ago, and I'm listening. Um... I, um, Any thoughts on the shooting? We've been discussing the shooting a little bit. That's kind of the loose topic tonight. And um, I, well, I it's just so fear. sorrowful. There have been so many shootings. Yeah, you know, and it's becoming a risk just to be a police officer right now. Um, really. You know, no, I asked I, my children this morning. I'm like, "Did you hear about the shooting?" They're like, "Yeah, kind of." The one in Dallas, and I said. No, there's another one, and my daughter was like, why are there so many shootings? That's awful, you know, and she's right. It is awful. Of course she is. And there was one this afternoon, and I think it was, um, where was it in the Midwest? Somewhere. I didn't hear about that one. Can you fill me in a little bit? I was unaware. Yeah, a police captain. Um, uh, a police captain... And I, I, he may have survived, but I think four people stopped him at a uh, traffic stop. So this is just violence, you know. I mean, it's terrible. terrible. Yes. And what, and what I think is crazier is this guy was a target individual. He did this shooting, and it's going to feed this program. So this program created the shooting. And it's going to feed money into the DHS fusion centers and for us to get more harassed. I think that's the craziest cycle I've ever known in my life, where this program is creating violence and then feeding money back into the program because the shooting happens. So they're going to say, oh, well, we need more money for the DHS fusion center program and directed energy weapons to, you know, surveil these, these dangerous people or whatever. It's going to be the, it's a cycle. I mean, it's a cycle. People are well, I guess that's all classified information. So if you put it out there on YouTube and you discuss it as if you personally know it, then 
That's one thing. Yeah, yeah I kind of combed the, the Internet a little bit. You, you never you mentioned, never mentioned uh, being a target individual. Someone has their... Don't make me feel cute. No, I'm not sure that the battery is target individual. Hold on, guys. Hold on, guys. Okay. Who's this, Northeast New York? Can you please speak up? If you don't speak up, I wonder who you are. Makes me suspicious. Okay. Why do you want to talk? You're going to... Okay, hold on one second here. We have Louisiana. Will you raise your hand if you want to speak? I'm trying to remember everybody that was speaking, or at least your location. Yeah, I, I mean... Ella, I have my phone muted unless I'm talking. So, okay, no worries. Yeah, just, I, you know, I'm not sure what happened. Yeah, I know. I mute myself, too, if I'm not talking, but I, I guess I'm just, I, I kind of really want to talk about it because... I we should. Good. We really should. Um, you know what? Just to get back to that, it's obviously it's the same ringer I'm hearing every night. You know, when they, someone comes in and perps the call. So I'm not sure. I didn't check the location. It might have been unknown. That kind of snuck in. So, yeah, I didn't think it was you guys. Okay, go ahead. I agree. We should speak about it. Yeah, because it, it well, it just seems like, I mean, they're not stopping like guys like this with this program. They're surveilling. If they're surveilling this guy as closely as they're surveilling me. They should have known, just like Meyer Mays. And it's like, what are they doing? It, it seems like they are intentionally causing violence, and then they're feeding more money into this program that causes more violence. This is a, a dangerous cycle of violence, and it seems to be on purpose to me. It seems that even these people who do this, like the, that use these directed energy weapons, none of them have any kind of like, oh, we're catching bad guys, or oh, we're stopping somebody. They all are purposefully doing, trying to make PIs do violent things. Um, it's purposeful, you know. None of it, none of it is 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 for justice. None of it is to stop violence. It seems so blatantly pur- purposeful to create violent events, you know, yeah. or to just do violence to people who aren't going to do violence. So they'll have that violence going on, you know. Yeah. And it's it's. It's a shame, and it dishonors policemen um, that after this happened, and this guy, you know, 100% was a, t- a target individual because I've been researching it, and I wouldn't say that if I wasn't 100% sure, um, you know, that, that these cops are caravanning me, you know, and that I, I'm like, wow, I'm like seeing it, and I'm like, you know, this situation happening should pull money from all this. It should pull money. They should be like, wow, this guy killed cops. Uh, he was a target individual, but instead they just wiped out all of his YouTube videos, covered it up, made him look like some kind of Muslim extremist, and then they're going to funnel way more money because the people who are in the know are like, hey, you know, police, you got to be part of the DHS fusion centers because look, look at this shooting, look over here, look over here, look over here, and it's going to cause more violence. And I was just telling my, you know, my attackers, because they can hear what I say, I'm like, you know, we're really lucky in this situation that y'all can just sit there and torture me and remote neural monitor me, and I'm not going to go do anything like that. We're all very lucky here, um, but look at what it's causing. And then I get a, and I hear on the V2K, who gives a fuck? You know, that's what I hear from these people. 
So I'm just like, it, it's in my face. It's like it's on purpose to create violence, to torture people, um, then to put in money, you know, more money to these programs that hurt the police force, that take their focus off of real criminals. It seems very blatantly purposeful, you know, where there can be no mistake, where I don't think any of these people with the directed energy are like, oh, we're stopping terrorism or anything like that. I think they know. I think they're like, we're trying to create trouble in society so that yeah. we can then funnel more more money into these draconian programs and gain more control. And the lives lost don't matter. And they think it's going to come to some kind of magical ending where there's some kind of control in society, but it's just going to be more of this. It's going to be more of the same thing, more violence. And it's going to get worse. I, don't, I, I, just, I think there's... I think there's a lot coming out about Homeland Security, and it's going to take a little bit, but I believe it's coming out now about some uh, corruption from way up in Homeland Security. If you listen to uh, Philip Haney's testimony before Congress and all the YouTubes he's got going, he was there, he's got proof, he's got evidence, he's got records. (laughs) The man who was investigated many times, uh, by Homeland Security, by the Department of Justice, and they could not find anything wrong with him. So he retired. He retired honorably, and um, now he's telling his story. So much has been taken out of the information that is supposed to have been funneled into the FBI and people who are doing the investigation, and uh, they have been, uh, when, without the information, there's no way for them to do it. A, a, a regular investigation or one that is effective. So there's a lot going on, and I think that probably a lot of what's happening with us might come out about it later. But he knows quite a bit. He's also said that someone said, "What about your fellow workers within the government?" He said, "He said they're applauding what's going on right now, and they're waiting to see how it plays out." He's a very courageous person, and hopefully like people like Dave and like him will be speaking out more. And um, I, I'm glad you're you're safe right now, and I'm sorry your targeting has increased. I know that the very next morning, even here, I'm way up in Washington, the very next morning up here, somebody did something that I knew. I wasn't heavily targeted, but I knew they did something that let me know that they're watching and that... I. It's frustrating. It's very frustrating. But some wrong people have a hold of technology and they should not have it. Some of them are in different um, places that they should not be. Too many of them have clearances, too much. um, And it's gone uh, haywire. But we have more people coming out now. And just do the best you can. You do the best thing. I know, Kyle, you pray. That's the best thing you can do right now. Yeah, because yeah, God, God is more powerful than all this mess, you know. And uh, I found let let me give you a scripture. I found a wonderful scripture that when all this junk started going, I really needed it last night. And it's Zephaniah three seventeen. Just look it up. It was just for me because I was I was really getting upset. This has been a rough month, frankly, you know, for everybody. So um, I just kind of hung up. I couldn't listen to much of them call last night and I went over and I looked and there it was 
Zephaniah three seventeen. Look it up. You take it on too. I gave it. I gave it to some uh, Sue, but I'll give it to everybody. But just hang in there. Truth is the most important thing on our side right now, and I believe it will come out. It's not the police. It's not black people. It's not you know this, that, or the other. There are some villains in this, and we need to know who's doing that at the you know at the highest level. Who is doing that? So give it give it a, t- a little time. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I definitely, like, I mean, I'm not doing too bad. Um, I go into a certain room, and the, the high-pitched noise is really bad. But, um, like, I'm I'm hanging in there. But it just seems like this, just, it, it's like these people in the shadows, and they want, you know, trouble between the black community. They want trouble uh, for the police, for the black community. Uh, they want us to cause trouble as TIs. They want to hurt us and us do trouble and they just sit in the shadows and, you know, and get all this money. I've never seen people where it's just like they get so many new cars and, you know, renovations to their house, and it's like they're the, you know, people who are are targeting and stalking and just destroying our society, and there's so much money involved in in sitting in the shadows and playing people against each other or just straight-up torturing an innocent person. And it's like, I mean, they're going to have to take the money out of these programs so these evil people don't have any incentive, uh, you know, to keep doing this. But but you're right. I mean, even in even in the Senate, um, there's an act um, that they're trying to pass so that citizens who work for the DHS fusion centers can't go in and talk to give information to police or first responders. Um, they're okay. actually trying. Yeah, I don't I don't know what the name of it is. Um, but if you look up, it, like, it, on an Alex Jones show, he talks about it, um, and there, it's, it's like a sheriff is talking in a meeting, and it's recorded, and he's like, you know, if they pass this something-something act in the Senate, um, he says that, that citizens, he doesn't call them that, but citizens won't be able to go in and wall up. They call it, they say, they call it walling up when a citizen goes, and gives information to a policeman or a first responder to DHS Fusion Center. Um, so there's supposed to be an act passed in, in Congress or the Senate, I think it's the Senate, um, where they can't do that anymore. So at uh-huh. least you would have you'd have some of these street theater goons and vehicular stalking citizens out there who can't fan the flames, who can't right. keep telling lies and stuff like that. Because I think these DHS Fusion Centers are complete failures um, they haven't caught any terrorism. It hasn't stopped any terrorism. So, so senators and congressmen are seeing that, you know. And the, and you're right. Like the good ones are starting to, like you said, that 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 guy said, you know, they're they're waiting. They're waiting for their move because um, mm-hmm. they see yeah. all this insanity. You know? There's good Americans. Well, you know, also in terms of the money, you say. The money is drying up. The drug trade is drying up because uh, it's the, the opium is not coming from Afghanistan. That's why Obama wants to put more troops in Afghanistan to get that drug money coming in again. Also, uh, there is kind of something everybody should be aware of. And you might, if you're on the Internet, YouTube, but like global collapse because banks are just falling right and left and all this stuff about Melania's speech and toilets for LGBTs and all this stuff is distraction. There's a big financial crisis going on and uh, they do give advice as to what to do with the dollars or if you're in the stock market and stuff and there's a 
somebody on Alex Jones, I think his name is Clemente, he's very good, and Jim Willie is very good, and Lindsay Williams is very good. They're, these are economists who have studied the global market for like 50 years, so a couple of listens for those would be very advantageous for us, I think. The money is drying up, by the way. Evidently, the IMF is broke, the World Bank is broke, the Fed is broke, we are bankrupt, and... Uh, the money is going to be drying up for all these uh, accessory programs. So I hope my perps are listening and they can plan ahead. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, I'm just worried so because that's a lot what's of going is, on. A lot of it was funded by private corporations. So it's government funds. Just a minute, Alex. Can you get the number of that bill so that we can all start calling in to our congressman and say, don't pass that bill? Can you get the number and everything and give it to us maybe tomorrow night? Can anybody look it up now? The the bill in uh, the Senate right now to, to not let citizens wall up with... Uh, I know, sweetie, but we need a number. Can you can you find it or give us anything? We can call, everybody call their congressman and say, "Don't let it be passed." We we want it passed. You, we want that bill passed because it would stop it would stop citizens from being able to go and wall up with these uh, first responders at the HS Fusion Center. So we actually want to uh, call. You, you know, the uh, the Congress is on vacation until September eighth. So we have a lot of time. I mean, those guys are on vacation for eight or nine weeks. So, Melinda, we you have we a can, local office that you can call and record. Yeah, vote. absolutely. Call your local people. It, absolutely. Uh, it's called, let me see, no, let me see. It's called the criminal. No, they've, they've had several here. Just a minute. He says, is it for us or against us? Is it for us to be allowed to report? Now, there, there's a good one. Um, Carl, uh, cartel whistleblower Bill Cartel. I don't know. Yesterday, and of course they don't put a date here. I hate when they do that. So dumb. Um, oh, that's November thirteenth. This is a whistleblower. Uh, they passed one bill. Uh, they have some. You know, they they do that. So you, so you think you're reading, but you're reading a bill that's from 1989. You have to be careful. Maybe I'm misunderstanding. Yeah, no, there said. is one, Alice. There is one. It's uh okay. S period S as in Sam Senate period S seven ninety five. And it is to do what? Is it a bill to enhance whistleblower protection for contractor and guarantee and excuse me, grantee employees. Yes. Um, the House. Oh, wait a minute. It was referred to the House in June on June 28th, uh, Armed Services Committee. Uh, and then they have a summary of the bill. That's S. Period 795. And what I'm looking at is www.congress.gov/slash. Bill slash one fourteenth dash Congress. This is the one hundred and fourteenth Congress, so
like file. The other night we were trying to think of that mountain in Washington. <laughs> it's just Mount Rainier. I can't believe I was that sleepy. <laughs> it what? What's the name of it? Mount Rainier. I can't believe. Um, Mount Rainier. I can't believe I thought that Mount Shasta was in Washington State. Well, I couldn't think of anything but Mount Baker, and that's way up north. <laughs> that was crazy. I don't know. I live in the Olympics. You must but... have been tired, Lonnie. <laughs> I had to be. Yeah. Good excuse, anyway. I'm kind of looking for that that bill that they're trying to pass, um, but I can't find anything. I'm going to research it so I can give people a something definitive. Good. Yeah. Yeah. It's just man, I just I just I'm watching this cycle. It's a it's a cycle in. Oh man, y'all should have heard me complaining to the people on B2K, like how you know even even dirt, when the shooting happened, they didn't stop. Uh, the fusion centers didn't stop, and I was I was like, you know, you you people are putting cops' lives in danger, and then to find out that he was a TI is it was like the room started spinning, and not because of my targeting, uh, because it was just like what. You know, um, I heard people talking about that, and I was like, "Oh no, they're just saying that." And he, he really was. And they took, they took all of his YouTube videos down. And I've, you know, I've made like 400, uh, you know, videos on YouTube. So I've got to, I've got to get my mom on a legacy or something, you know, just in case, just in case something happens to me. Because it's like if something happens to you, like I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm just saying, just in case, I'm not saying anything is going to happen to me. But, um, you know, it's like they can just rip all your videos down. Like, all the all the work you did, you know, if they do away with you or whatever. Well, don't, don't think in that direction. You just hang in there. Yeah, yeah I am. I am. It's just, it's a, it, it's, I'm in a job. You know, Kyle, you know, Kyle some people have four or five friends who like just what you said, stockpile their videos because they know they're going to be taken down by Google, who owns YouTube. The minute they're taken down, taken down, somebody will throw it, throw them up again. And that's mm-hmm. what you need. I need to do somebody that. Somebody who is, uh, you know, real tech savvy uh, on the group who can be your backup or your cloud, or if you put them in a cloud or, or get a private cloud to put all your work so you have access to it or put it on, you know, put them all on your thumb drive. Carry yeah. your thumb drives around with you. Yeah, I, I used to put them on um, on thumb drives, um, and I haven't, like, because I have to do them on my phone. I can't upload them to the computer because they'll, they just hack in, and so I can't upload to YouTube, so I have to do make the video on my phone and then put it up on my phone, put it on the YouTube app on my phone. Ah. The only way I can get videos up, um, they stop me with every other, you know, device that I've tried. Yeah, YouTube used to be great. Since Google bought it, they censor everything, they cut everything. And, you know, um, the, uh, Elton, Elden Musk had a video on today, I saw. He was talking about AI and how he's worried about it, he, you know, about the robots coming. He says, we are all cyborgs now anyway. They have given us enough, uh, enough stuff in our brains that we have been partially taken over, which I kind of believe. 
He said one thing, though. Um, he said, if we're smart, we can handle it. He said, I'm only afraid of one thing. And he didn't say what it was. And I'm thinking Facebook, whatever. And it's Google. Google has a thing called Dark Side Google. And it it has plans to take over everything, everything. Google could be our downfall. Mm-hmm. And when I Google, I Google dot ru or you could dot uh, you know dot ic. In other words, don't do Google USA. Find another country and put that icon on with the other country. So when you Google, you're not pulling up the American content. Yeah, you're pulling up Iceland, and you'll get a lot more stuff. Believe me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like even even YouTube and Google, they they control, you know, and put certain videos back, and then right. certain videos that show. I I've seen a yeah, lot. Yeah, I mean, of we are under time. great censorship, and we don't even know it. Yeah, and I'm I'm always so like, oh well, they can't do anything about social media, so we can get the truth out on there. But even no. that is somewhat <laughs> no, not anymore. And then, yeah, and then I heard they're gonna. Um, they're going to completely start controlling the Internet. Uh, like, our government's going to completely uh, start controlling it soon. Like, I mean, they, uh, there is a thing that uh, Gina put out that on, on Facebook. It says, I do not give you permission to reproduce or copy any of my uh, posts, blah, 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 blah. And you have to post that once a year. So that might be something to find and post it on your website. Is that because they can take it down? It's a paragraph. It just kind of states you are not allowing them to uh, uh, copy or show or disseminate any of your stuff. Who knows if it works, but it's better, you know. Right, right. I I don't mind. Like, any other TI can use my videos uh, free. Yeah, but you're, you're dealing that's directly to Facebook, so it's not quite the same thing. Yeah. You're talking to Facebook with that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, usually I'll post on YouTube, and then I'll share with my Facebook page. And then I think I'm going to try and start a Twitter account and move all my videos onto Twitter and just yeah. kind of try and flood as much of my information as I can. Um, you know who's a real good tech guy is James Lico. James Lico. Yeah, I'm in contact Are you with friend- him a lot. Yeah. Yeah, we're good. Yeah, because you might uh, consult with him and see what he suggests. Mm-hmm. Well, he he wants me to make a series of videos about the uh, you know the Baton Rouge shooter. I mentioned it in the video today that I put up, um, but I don't. Man, I it, it's it's just it's 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 too re. It's like you know the target is so serious, and then if I talk about that, I feel like I don't know. Like if I talk about it on a video, it seems like it's gonna put put me more in a uh, in a spot, you know, with people. Yeah. But, um, I just say you went to look up his videos and you couldn't find them. Don't you don't even have to say stress Baton Rouge or anything. Just say, do they take videos down automatically? Mm-hmm. Or you know, they did be naive. In other words, don't be a detective. Be a naive inquisitor. Yeah, I need to do that more. But they they took them down for copyright infringement. Like, can you believe that? Oh, bullshit. That? That's such bullshit. That, <laughs> but that's what they did. They took them down, 
you know, the day after the shooting because of copyright infringement. Well, that's what um, they say, but it's a lie. That, that, that's a right, lie they right. pay in it's order to lie. obtain it and take it off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, they whitewashed it. They didn't want anybody hearing anything about him being a target individual and connecting any of the dots. Like, I mean, that well, is... Well, I, mean, I mean, I don't know. Um, I messaged I, uh, Dr. Hall yesterday about this matter and asked, like, should we go to the press and talk about this, you know, um, because I was calling some New York papers and asking, and they were interested in this story, you know, about maybe getting, I was actually calling for TI Media Day, trying to get her some media, and um, I text, I uh, I am'd him about it, and um, he said, stay as far away from it as possible, it's going to make us look ludicrous, you know, don't, that's you know, really, don't yeah, I, that's what I was thinking, yeah. in other words, if you're a, a naive inquisitor, it's different than being a And then I I said, what about, you know, really, what else? And he goes, well, um, the other issue is that they're going to try and take guns away from everybody, you know. You know, they're going to try and, um, you know, make it where we can't get guns with a mental condition, with a so-called diagnosis, too. You have to worry about that. They're trying to change that, that if you have a mental diagnosis, you can't have a gun. Well, that's due to the population, you know. Yeah. Probably the people who are doing it are the ones who have the mental condition, of course, because they're megalomaniacs. Yeah, but I don't yeah. think that's in the uh, psychiatry journal. I don't know. Yeah, but then like someone who's a man who's a targeted individual who feels the need to protect him and his family, or, or you know, just things like that. I know, you know. I know. You have to have them for self-defense. You don't need an armory. Uh, we don't have one, but you know. Um, you know, I know in certain places they're, you know, they really believe in. I'm not a gun person at all, but I do understand. I can see both sides, and I'm, I can be objective about it, and I can see that, you know, people should have the right to bear arms if they choose. You know. And you, and you know, I have something to add to that. I think that if if a target individual before they became a target individual had guns, I don't think they pick you. I think they pick people who do not have weapons. And so I've I've always kind of wondered about that. I was like, if I had, like, a handgun to protect myself, would these people have started hitting me with the high-pitched sound, the electronic torture? I don't know if one has anything to do with the other. Are you sure? Are you sure? I don't know. Because it's like they surveil you before. If they see that you're dangerous, like, they don't... Yeah, but, I mean, do you take your gun out every night? Do you talk to people about it every day? You know, most people don't even mention whether or not they have a gun, and nobody asks. Yeah, but they surveil you. The way they surveil you. Something else. Yeah, but the way that these people surveil you with remote surveillance and remote neural monitoring, they they would know you had a gun. You know, I think they do a lot of surveillance. Well, uh, you know, everybody's different. But this is, yeah, you know, yeah. most targeted individuals I know um, are just really kind people. I mean, they're really, you know, they're strong-minded, they're different, they're opinionated, but, you know, they're not violent people by nature, and they probably never felt the need to carry a gun before. Hey, can I say something real quick? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a T.I. I'm calling from uh, Michigan. Um, I'm a veteran, nonviolent, no history, no history of violence, no record, no nothing. Uh, I own firearms. I've never got into trouble, but, you know, it doesn't matter. Um, okay. Yeah, they're, they're, they don't care who they target. Because, um, you know, it's the same thing with someone like me, especially if you're nonviolent, quote-unquote, law-abiding and, you know, compliant and all that stuff, uh, that that has nothing to do with it. So they target whoever they target. They even target children, babies, 
grandmas, granddads, whoever. You know, they don't care who they target. So, um, um, and, oh, I got perked on by uh, this woman that's an invalid just about in a wheelchair. And, I mean, she's really uh, absolutely disabled. And when they get around each other, you know, they, they made her perp and stuff. You know, you can tell these perps, if, if you've been a TI for a long time, this is kids. Oh, yeah. Um, I had you know, six, two 16-year-olds, two 16-year-olds, like a 16-year-old girl, and these were separate perps um, at Best Buy uh, yesterday, you know, uh, doing the car perp thing, one like car. So these parents are sending out, they're like, these, these kids couldn't have been more than 16-year-olds. 16 yeah, you know, but, uh, my point is this, though, as far as yeah. it goes with firearms, and I have no history of violence with firearms either, um, I'm going to tell you who the, the real the triple threat is, is me. I'm a veteran. I know how to use firearms, and I own firearms. But I'm not going to lie to you. The government is coming. That's why, like that lady said, you know, that's why you got all these shootings and all this kind of stuff, and you're talking about the same thing. There, all this stuff is being amped up. And I think these perps are making these people do the, these things but the, with the handheld devices that they got and stuff. Um, that they point at people, you know, whatever lasers or whatever uh, they're called. Um, but, um, you know, this is the end result. And I think, I, I told the guy this, uh, that we got a gun store um, right around the corner from us. Um, and uh, I'm not going to lie to you. I told the guy that it works there. I said, sooner or later, man, they're going to get these guns. By, you know, whether mostly by hook and crook. And with all these false flags and all this craziness going on, it was never in the history of this country have they just sat there and just mass-produced AR-15s. You know, that's not, it's for civilian use, that's not supposed to ever happen. There is no such thing as that kind of a sporting rifle. And everybody knows it, even the people that owns one. You know, I even own one. It's the same, it just makes no sense. But, you know, in all honesty, yeah, they're coming for the guns. You can bet your bottom dollar on that. You can bet your ass on it. They're coming for these guns, buddy. When they come for these guns, and even some of the perps, the real bad ones, look at me and go, sooner or later, you know what? You're not going to need a gun. And they give me a weird, weird smirk and a crazy laugh because they're telling you it's like any other country, like Australia and, and England. When they're, 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 they came for the guns, the criminals did whatever they wanted, literally. They killed people. They did whatever the hell they wanted. They killed, murdered, raped, named, raped, you name it. They did everything. And the citizens stepped back and went, what the hell did we just do? And if you look at the videos um, of, of England and Australia, especially England now, they were protesting a little while ago, I think a few months ago maybe, um, they were telling us, the Americans, uh, don't, you know, don't give up your guns. You know, even if you're, you don't like guns or don't own them, I'm not gonna lie to you. You know that's what they're doing because if um, you know a crook or robber, or whatever a perp knows, I got one. Sure, they they'll they'll come into my apartment when I'm gone. But every time, and I told somebody this. This was a while back. Um, they go, well, why do you leave your guns out? You know, aren't you scared someone's gonna steal them? No, because if, if if the guns get stolen, guess who's coming around to to look for them? The police, state troopers, and Federal Bureau of Investigation. And they will, they will look through every crook and nanny of this damn place to find out what's going on. And they, the perps, don't want that. So there are certain things these perps can do and certain things they can't do. 
Because, you know, they will not steal a gun. I, I've always left my guns out. They never stole them because they're scared to death. Even just a new apartment I'm living in, very nice. Uh, got a pool, tennis court, um, weight room, all that stuff. Nothing but perps live here. The rent's high, but it's still, you know, you got the, the decent people are getting moved out or they're getting harassed out, and they slowly but surely let the perps in. Um but I, I just kind of want to say that I haven't been on uh, any any talk line or whatever in a, in months because they keep messing up my phone. Um, but I'm not gonna lie to you. I, I please, people, stay strong. You know, stay strong. Be yourselves. Be supportive as you are now because you know this is what's gonna more than likely, hopefully, see us through. I'd rather be a TI than to be a perp any day of the week. So uh, with that, then and I'll be quiet so you guys can continue to talk. I just want to say that. Thanks for letting me talk. Thank you for your input. I really appreciate it. Sure. You said a lot of things I think are, are, are smart. For one thing, every time a, a something happens, a terrorist activity, whether it's, you know, whatever, wherever it is, our administration wants to turn it into a gun issue every single time. And that's why my suspicion is so high in that direction. Second thing you said, I agree. I see no reason to have all these AR-15s around. Um, I, I don't. When I was in, I go back to this. When I was in Vietnam, it was um, it was illegal to have anything like that. I had an AK-47 over my wall that was jammed, and someone said you can't have that in the state because it's illegal to have an automatic weapon. Well, why that was changed, I really don't know. Uh, we need we need. I have bears around here, so I have a gun that you know will protect me in case he walks around the corner when I'm standing on the other corner, you know, that sort of thing. But also because I'm a perp. I mean, because I'm perped. <laughs> Excuse me. But, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not to, you, know, not you, know, you know what, though? That makes you, – you're, you're saying it 100% right. Um, I, I grew up in – I was born in 60. So, yeah, I grew up in a time. And, yeah, you couldn't get a hold of an M16, period. No. Let alone an AK-47 or some – we're you know really bad uh, piece of equipment like that. You had to be in like one of these crazy groups or uh, survivalist or some crazy thing going on. You couldn't just go to the gun store and buy. Nobody thought of buying anything like that. Yes. On the other hand, let me tell you this. This is what I I definitely believe. In Orlando, if one person had had one single action revolver, it could have saved forty, maybe forty five people. Because That's right. All you need is one bullet to take yeah, care yeah. of you know, mowing people down. See, and, and, and I'll say this, you know, um, I, I got a 40, uh, 40 cal, I got a 9mm, I have a 12 gauge shotgun. People don't understand, you know, it, it, because I am a bit of a gun advocate, I was supposed to be uh, an instructor. A perp got a hold of my certificate, and now I got to go. I pay 500 bucks to try to get another one because um, the guy that, that, that runs the place, oh, don't worry about it. I'll just give you another one. Um, what are you going to cost you? Great. Well, wait a minute. You know, I went to the whole class and everything, um, but these perps are, that's how they are. They just, they, they're, they're scared. They want the guns gone so they can, it's like I went out to the pool today. This is a really pristine, great-looking place, uh, but there was nothing but hood rats all over the freaking pool. You know, and you know the pool deal when you're at the apartment complex, no running, no jumping, no cursing, no spitting, no this, no that. Oh, they, Jesus Christ, they were doing all kinds of crap in there and could absolutely care less. 
Um, but but um, it just makes me mad because every place I've ever been, whether it's been nice, good, you know, whatever, livable, quiet, they try to slowly but surely change it, and the perps do that. But as far as the guns are concerned, um, that's the absolute truth. You can buy an old old school um, cowboy action or single action revolver for like 150 bucks. If I didn't have, uh, I got to pay my rent. Um, but I might just go ahead over to the gun store and get one because it's, it's a single action 22, but it's either 22 uh, long range or, or um, uh, Winchester Magnum revolver. So, uh, you know, you, you I've, I've told people I've tried to, you know, they say, well, well, 22 is not enough. Oh, geez, man, it depends on how you're shooting. It most certainly is. Uh, there are a lot of people that just don't understand. Even if you don't like guns, you got to remember. I mean, look on the Internet and check out some of these people that have, have saved lives and literally saved their own and their families with firearms. Okay? But us good people, it even says it in the Bible, the good, like, we're going to suffer. Okay? We're going to suffer at the hands of these evil ones, uh, these perpetrators that don't believe uh, in, in the Holy Spirit. They don't believe in, in, in God. They just don't. They don't care. You got them nowadays that are, that are sitting up there throwing up the devil horn sign and all that. Um, they they say it, you know, they say devil, Lucifer, whoever. Um, uh, they like to use the word the beast and all this kind of crap. That's how they are. I, these people are some really twisted, really screwed up people. Um, but I'm not letting go of my firearms, you know. And, yeah, I have a freaking mental illness. You, you want to know how I kept my guns? I have no history of violence whatsoever because they tried to take them before. This is in Tennessee. Oh, okay. Come on. No, no, come on. I'm sorry. It's, I'm yeah, sorry. That was I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm talking to my dogs again. Sorry. So, you know, Go ahead. But, you know, it's, it's, it's Tennessee, Ohio, Kentucky, all three of them tried either slick ways to get them or they tried to slick me out of them or um, like um, I just recently lived in a crappy neighborhood and um, believed, oh man, they, they got me real good. The company, the, 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 was a company or a corporation or whatever, this uh, nonprofit, oh, we're going to pay your first month's rent, your deposit. We'll let you move out in. Oh, great. Move right into the middle of the ghetto. Number mm-hmm. drugs, crime, prostitution, you name it. And the cops would show up, um, you know, looking like paramilitary, of course, uh, playing the same old stupid game. You know, they go talk to the neighborhood snitch or whatever. um, And one of them tried to walk into my house, and he knew I had guns. Um, Just literally opened the screen, you know, and I opened my door a little, and I said, what do you want? He literally tried to just, like, bars bust his way in, and um, I shut the door on him. And I yelled through the door, like, what are you doing? I'm going to call your supervisor. Call. I raised enough hell to the point where, you know, they, they left and went to another house. Um, and uh, when they came back, one of the other officers came back and said, uh, we're sorry about that, man. And I go, hey, man, look, I, I own firearms here. I own legally and legitimately. And I had to show them, like, you know, my receipts and my ID and all this. And they finally, you know, like, man, what are you doing here? And a couple other cops knew what I was doing there. You know, the perps put me there. So, yeah, I've been in situations where if they're, they're getting slick about it, but they're going about it. Um, I think we learned our lessons from England and Australia 
like just don't just don't fall for the BS is what they're they're saying, you know. Um, yeah, gee, I'm ranting. I'm sorry, but geez, man, I haven't talked in a long time. So I, once again, I'm getting winded now. So you guys, please continue. Okay. Thank you. Well, I was just thinking you go back. You go back to every dictator who annihilated a lot of people, and the first thing they did was take away the guns. It wasn't just Hitler; it was Pol Pot and Stalin, and you can just miss, you can list a dozen of them. Why? Why come? Why do people don't want to learn their lessons? Okay, yeah, there's some of you that don't, you know, care for guns, but um, you know. There's a um, um, a video or a, a documentary, rather. It's called Innocence Betrayed. I mean, it's kind of going. Um, we want to accomplish something. Let's talk about what we could do. You're saying they want to take the guns away from people. That's very true. Now, let's be realistic and say, what can we do to prevent them from doing that? Have they yeah, passed sure. any law? Okay, so wait a sure, we can listen to that, but I mean, no, but Stop talking. No, I'm what? not going to stop talking. No, I'm not going to No, you listen to me. I'm not one of these show motherfuckers you talk that shit to. You don't try to accomplish anything. You just run your mouth. You don't try to accomplish We can be simple. I haven't heard you in a long time. Try to accomplish something. Stop talking. Let's work together. What can we do to try and prevent them from taking the guns away. Number one, have they passed any laws that says they can come and take them away? Alice, they don't have to. That's the thing. If they want to take them, I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. They'll they just walk in, them. they'll do something slick, and they will take them. Calm down. Calm down. Calm down. down. See, when you yell, it makes a telephone muffle or something, so it's hard to understand you. So talk to me calmly and give me your suggestions then. They will come and take, because Americans, we don't want to listen. We want to go. We want to drive our fancy cars. We want to eat at these fancy restaurants or whatever else we're into. We're nothing more than consumers. That's all we are now. Everybody I know of buys their cell phone. They probably bought 10 cell phones in one year. Do you really need that many cell phones? No. Do you need a $700 cell phone? No. But if they want to come, and now they're finding out all your information about by a computer and cell phones that you got. Alice, let me say this. Alice, let me say this. The reason why we're in this situation now is because none of us want to pay attention to anything anymore. We're getting this instant gratification from the cell phone. We think we're all that, and we're not going to get anywhere if they want to come and take you, me, and anybody else and put us in a FEMA camp or do whatever they want, buddy, they can do it. I used to work for the federal government. I know what they can do. Well, we know that they can, but we're not going to do that yet, we hope. So let's just calmly say, so far as I know, laws haven't been passed that they can come and take our guns away automatically. So far I as I know. Encouraging. Uh, I heard, I think it was last week, it was after, after the Dallas thing, was somebody wanted to introduce into Congress curtailing that. Like, the uh, AR-15 or the automatic rifles, and they wouldn't even do that. We got the NRA working. I'm not a member, 
but uh, they're pretty strong, and I think Congress is is pretty cognizant of the idea that uh, that that this this is a right that Americans have and want to keep, and I think that's going to happen. Whether people choose to have their not, they should have the choice. Okay. Uh, also, in um, um, what was it? Uh, Connecticut, uh, they made them line up and register all their firearms. And I mean, you should have seen that line. It was super, super long. And this is the difference between standing your rights, standing your ground, have, keeping and owning your firearms. Like I said, us good citizens are the ones who's paying. We're, we're TIs. We're paying for it now. So. Uh, this is what they want. So whenever they can get you to either register it, you know, or then they know what you got, well, guess what? This, that woman just sat there and said every dictator, every leader, whoever in the history of the world has went in and said, well, how do, how do you, Hitler even said it, you know, the way you take over countries, in so many words, don't quote me on it, um, how do you do it? You take away their guns, the guns. You go for the guns first. You don't take the food. But you know, they haven't done you, it yet. So let's work on the basis that it's Alice, not yet be done. can be tomorrow. That's the problem. Yet can be tomorrow. We, we're, we're dilly-dallying still. We've got more guns. There's not one country that will invade us even since World War II when Japan um, attacked Pearl, uh, Pearl Harbor. And then one of the people... Let me say this. When the people, the, the people over there in Japan, uh, the, in their navy, they sit there and said, "Let's just go in there and just bomb them." You know, let's just go and land, you know, and attack them and kill them. And I, I think it was either an admiral, or some hiring official said, "Are you crazy?" Just about every other American owns a gun, so we we warded off just about every enemy that there could possibly be. They're, they're the government and whoever else these these perps are, they're they're making us. Look like the 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 uh, terrorists or whatever. Well, See, we can't so now, no, how do you solve it? How do you you, you tell me? We can't. Well, we, they they want us divided racially. They always do. I'm a black man. I've never been in trouble, but uh, you know, you tell, how many times can I say that I was done by the cops? A billion. Nobody listens to you. Nobody listens to you when you yell. But if you talk calmly and nicely, they will listen to you. He's being really passionate, and, you know, I I can hear him. He's okay. He's fine. I appreciate the passion. I didn't ask for your opinion. I'm just trying to be... This is what it is, Alice. Okay? Like I said, if they want to come and get them, what is going to stop you? We've already seen the Bundy Ranch, and we've seen all those guys out there with their firearms. And they're you know telling that. the government, look, man, you're not coming in here and getting, getting our guns or you're not coming in here and taking property, whatever. They, how, many army, how many Army people would it take to go to every home in this country and take the guns? Not very many. Look at uh, uh, that, that Boston bombing. The Boston bombing people, when, the, the, uh, when they were looking for those two guys, those two brothers or whatever, they went to people's houses. Talking, you just go on and on and on and on and on. Let me finish. They went to those people's houses. The cops did. They went to their houses with their guns drawn, and they were cursing people. 
That's a pretty damn good neighborhood they were in. That's like a middle class or an upper middle class neighborhood when I know there's nothing going on there. And they were cussing them people out. Get your asses out on the front porch. You better effing do what I tell you to do. Pointing guns in their faces, little kids and stuff, and their mothers and their grandmothers. I sat there and saw it on CNN, and even I couldn't believe it. So what does that tell you? It takes nothing. Why did, why did they go there in the first place? They're, quote-unquote, looking for the suspects. That's why. The Boston bombing, two, the two young guys or whatever, that's what they did. Yeah. You didn't see it on, on the news on TV? It was plastered all over the place. Yeah. The cops in with, with armored vehicles. They're pointing their guns at people's windows. They're pointing them at, and, you know, on their front porch. They're pulling yeah, people out. They're scaring the crap out of people. Are you a perk? No. Then stop screaming at us. We want to talk with you and be friends with you. Uh, that, now, that sounds like perp and Alice. That sounds weird. A little creepy. Too. No, it doesn't sound weird. Screaming is not I don't want to call anybody people. a perp. We don't want to call them a perp. I didn't call him a perk. I asked him a question and stop beeping in when you're not invited. We're trying That's to accomplish something. Well, let's have your opinion about what you think can be done nicely, legally. I think one thing, and give me your opinion of this. I think the law should be passed that they can have all these wild machine guns and all kinds of stuff in their home. A normal everyday gun or a hunting rifle or a hunting shotgun, that makes sense. But... When they have a whole room, a house full of stocking, you know, have a stock of it, then that should be wrong and that they should be taken away from them. But how are we going to pass that kind of law and get it done? I don't know, because like that man in California, all the neighbors pretty much knew what he was doing. That couple knew what they were doing, but nobody did anything about it. See, that's true. That, this is just the Alice. This is indicative of our country. We'll sit there and we know uh, uh, good and well what's what's going on, but you know, and we'll go. Well, hey man, do you know the next door neighbor is 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 plotting terrorism? I heard him last night on the phone. Oh yeah, but I wouldn't tell anybody about it, you know, because they'll suspect you too. This is how we are in this country. Instead of you know doing what's right, doing what we need to do. No, we don't want to do that. Um, we have no control whatsoever. Like I said, Alice, we're consumers. We have no control over who buys guns and stuff. You know, and, I, and, and Alice, I said, I said, said, look. But there are no laws that say he cannot have a house full of guns and ammunition and stuff. Are there? Are there any no, control? there are no. You can go out and buy just about anything you want to if you can afford it. If you can afford to have a, a house, a big house full of guns, nobody can stop you. But, see, that's the thing. It's, it's like, you know, they'll let us uh, kind of do ourselves in, in a way, you know, because you really don't, like you said, you don't need that many guns. But guess what? There's no government law that said, hey, you um, you can only buy so many. No, it's, you can buy as many as you want. But it works to our detriment, too. That's what they're working on now is to try to get laws passed, but they have to be enforceable laws. They're trying to get laws passed to put those sorts of things under control if they can. Yeah, okay, but Alice, okay, sure, they'll take my guns, they'll take the next guy, 
the good guys, us good guys, don't take our guns. Now think about it. Every society, whenever uh, the bad guys want to do something, do they ask the government for permission? No. When somebody wants to break in, in anybody's house on this line or whatever, or steal their car or whatever, do they ask permission? No. When they rob them at gunpoint? No. Crooks always get guns. Bad guys always get guns. They've always had them. Give you the telephone. You can have it the rest of the but that's the way it really is. You know, that is the you real talk no matter what anybody says and we're not accomplishing anything. Well, Alice, if we've been we've come this far, so why haven't we haven't accomplished anything in the past and they've done all kinds of crazy things and we still get up and go, Oh well, whatever. We still aren't accomplishing anything. Why are we obstinate now? We've had all this time, and we still haven't done anything. People don't work on it in a sensible manner and try to accomplish something. They just want to scream and bitch and scream and bitch. That's that's it. Like I said, we're not but a nation of, of consumers. We we if it ain't right, we 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 want to you know cut somebody's head off for it. Oh, I want no. this brand new thing. It don't work. You know, what I'm you gonna. Doing? So you what are you doing to help the situation? Are you writing any letters to your congressman and making any suggestions? I've, well, I've written letters to the congressman in Tennessee. I've written letters to the congressman in Kentucky. I've written to the congressman up here in Michigan. Yeah. Um, I don't – yeah, they reply, but the thing is, okay, it's like if I'm one guy writing a letter – well, that's about the same as me being the one guy out there right in front of Congress with the picket sign. I'm just oh, only one guy, you know. No, you need a lot of people to do that. You write it, and I write it, and the next person writes it. That'll make a lot of people. You know, yeah, sometimes the, the, the best uh, ammunition we have is a pen and paper, or in this day and age, you know, you've got a keyboard and a computer. Sending letters, writing emails, that's what we can do. Sure, yeah. Uh, you know, lots of us do that, and lots of us continue to do it. It's great. That's fantastic. But on the street, uh, we know it's completely different. So you have all this activity and all this other stuff going on, and then when you write the letter, okay, great, you get a response. Oh, that's a good idea. Uh, now, how long is it going to take for the change? Right. Well, we can work on it. It's better than doing nothing. That's right. And we need some control of guns, yes, but the guns are not the problem. It's the people that are the problem. Yeah, okay, and but it goes back to the same argument of, okay, when they say, that's like one woman that sat there and said, um, when I was at the gun store, and, she, you know, you really don't need a gun. She just really said it just like that. And I go, why don't I need a gun? She said, well, you don't deserve one. You know, you're, you you don't need one. You don't look like you can handle one. She really said that. And I said, okay, but who then who are supposed to have guns? Oh, the police officers and, you know, government. And I'm looking at her like, okay, um, but some cops are like shooting people in the back and shooting them when they got hat, don't have a gun or a weapon that pose no threat. And I said, okay, so how is that supposed to play with us citizens? Uh, that shut her up, and everybody else in that place looked at me like, wow, man, you really know what you're talking about. Uh, hey, look, you know, if, if, if we don't have the guns and all the police, the government have the guns, what she do you think you have? In the first place, well, she didn't know you. She just shoots off her mouth. And there are always people shooting off her mouth. And I would just look at her and say, lady, you can't judge me because you don't know me. 
and walk away and forget her. She isn't worth wasting your time on. No, I mean, you know, you got to, because people like that don't care. They already have, it's like, you know, when uh, that one celebrity was talking about, you know, take all the guns away, but her bodyguards have guns. So, uh, you know, does that include her bodyguards? No, of course not. You know, she's going to be well protected, but she doesn't care about anybody else, and this is how these people are. I prefer to address these idiots and let them know, like, look, man, we're not stupid. You know, um, everybody does something because not everybody does it. True, but, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's ignorance. You know, she probably protected some kind of way and then doesn't care if anybody else is protected. This is wrong, also wrong with our society. We have well, a lot why, of very selfish people that just don't why care. Do waste, why do you waste your time on her? People like that aren't worth wasting your time. No, I, I was saying it publicly and saying it to just about everybody that was there. So I wanted everybody to listen and to hear what I was saying. No, don't sit there and, and let some fool like that run her mouth because she's an idiot. No, shut her up with, with, with uh, knowledge. They know she's an idiot. You don't have to tell them. They all have to do is listen to her and they know it. Yeah, well, they know it for sure now. <laughs> I I, you can't fight the world. Good gosh. We do need some laws passed about how many guns people have and what kind they can have. I think we do need that. But then you got to face how can we enforce the laws. I mean, we got billions of laws on the book that we can't even enforce now. Yeah. So a registration in our state, if you buy one, you have to register it, and they know what you have, and it has to be registered. Mm-hmm. That's all I know about them. Yeah, well, you know, it's something because, like I said, all the good people register their guns. The bad guys don't register their guns. They could care less. And the thing is, actually, I hate to say it, it's almost like it's smarter in a sense because then, because uh, there's some bad people I know that'll sit there and say, "Man, I don't want the government to know what I got." That's this right. Got so, we need to start discussing it quietly and softly in our civic leagues and in our state governments and then in our federal governments and. That's the way we're going to have to go about it. But then we're back to square one with who's going to enforce the laws. And it's kind of like the neighborhood watch. You know, each person's got to watch for the other. And if you see your neighbor with a house full of them, I think I would turn them in, but I'd probably move away fast. (laughs) So, you know, I'm not sure the neighbors knew those people had anything. You know, the, that's like uh, living here in this place. Um, they don't. They did, probably don't like the fact that some people um, own firearms. Like I said, I keep mine, you know, right where I know where it is, where I can get to it. No, this is not a violent neighborhood. Yeah, it's really quiet. Um, but you know, if you don't, if you think that the crooks won't, you know, come around here, going, oh man, I want to. Sure, it's a nice neighborhood, you know, creeping around or whatever. Uh, when I was younger and, and how I never got caught, um, I didn't do a whole lot of stuff. But, yeah, I ran with some of those guys when I was, geez, what, 14, 15. But we never, there wasn't no hardcore stuff. But trust me, some of them did go on to do home, uh, back before it was home, home invasion. This was the 70s and 80s. 
um, you know, walking in people's houses, stealing stuff, whatever, breaking in, uh, B&Es. And um, nine times out of ten, they were they were pretty nice neighborhoods because, of course, you know, the, the nice neighborhoods got all the good stuff. Those people that the man that shot the Kansas police chief today, where did he get his guns? How many did he have? Did anyone know anything about him and having lots of guns? Nobody knows anything, you know, with, with, as far as the gun is concerned, but we're the last country where you can have as many guns as you want. And the new government, whatever they, it, it is, the corporate government or whatever it's called these days, they don't like that. You know, our government, and especially like our police and stuff, they like to be the big boys on the block. They don't like nobody else having no more guns or having whatever. Uh, they want to have it all. You know, and they want to turn it into a nanny state. So if you get into trouble or if you get, you know, oh, you, you can protect yourself, but, you know, hey, why don't you call us first? Don't take matters into your own hands. That's a damn lie. You can take matters into your own hands if you're protecting your life your in your property and have your you loved heard, ones. Have you heard any funny jokes lately? No. Do you tell jokes? Nope. Oh, well, let's change the subject and go on to something else. We can't solve that problem tonight anyway. It's a, it's, um, a, it's a problem that we should be thinking about, though. It's nice to talk about it so we can kind of, you know, think about it and come up with maybe well, some ideas. We've been talking about it for half an hour, so can we talk about something else for a half an hour? Yeah, sure, because I'm tired of talking now. I'm beat. So y'all talk about whatever you want to. Please, I don't want to interject anymore. Just talk, talking about something. Okay. Thank you again. I appreciate you. I appreciate your opinion and your information. Sure. Does anybody else want to star eight and come weigh in into a conversation or talk about something new, a new topic? Yeah. And about guns and terrorism. <laughs> it's always terrorism, but anybody else want to star eight? Could really... Ella, can you yes. hear me? Uh, yes. I, what is the gentleman's name who was talking? I just know he's Michigan. Yeah, okay, Michigan. Um, Thank yeah, you. Is, okay, this is Ken from. I, I used to live in Detroit. They used, they used to call me Detroit. Uh-huh. Ken from Detroit. Uh-huh. Uh, they, they they used to call me Ken from Detroit. So well, now, Ken. Uh, I, yeah, <laughs> I just moved up to uh, Ypsilanti. So I'm yeah, just my name's Ken. Yeah, the information you've given us is very valuable. I think. Thank you. Yeah. Sure, it's not. Not a problem. You know, um, it, you know, being part of an American is, I mean, we're fighting now. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, This yeah. is still a fight. We're fighting. This is what the perps don't like. If yeah. we were to sit there and not do anything, I think these, these people, they're capable of anything. I think yeah. they would do just that. They would do a lot more. But yeah. since they know that we're talking about it and we're really discussing, I think we're, we're very cognitive kind of people. Oh. You know, you, it takes brains to, to work out your solutions and problems. Yeah, and also, um, I, I I will say that I agree with, um, just a minute, my phone is going out on me. I agree with Kyle when he said about, you know, maybe those of us who don't have, um, sorry. Are you there? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, messing, I'm trying to change my phone. Here we go. Um, maybe they feel that that's kind of a submissive attitude on our parts, you know, 
if we don't have a phone, does that make sense? Yeah, because I've seen them when, you know, they do stupid stuff or when their phone dies on them. Uh, yeah. They could be in, in the middle of, like, doing the worst kind of a thing or something or being a, a real, you know, a-hole perp or whatever, and if their I'm phone sorry. dies on them, I think their phones, they get told what to do or that's the way they can oh, communicate. Yeah. So oh, when yeah. their phone dies on them, they, like, they hurry up and run away or they walk off or they discontinue their uh, street theater or whatever it is. Yeah. They, they stop dead on a dime. They walk off. But I'm talking about guns. If they know we don't have guns, maybe they think we're more passive people. I, I'm just talking about what Kyle was saying. I think he had a point. Do they know we have guns? You know when he, what Kyle was saying earlier about maybe if we don't have guns, that's why they go after us? You well, know? you know, yeah, but it's both. I've got guns yeah, exactly. and they go after yeah. mine. Yeah. yeah, so, you know, it's, it's yeah. either or. So uh, it's yeah. not uh, a specific as far as whether or not you have them or don't. I just think it's more of a deal. Uh, yeah. You know, I could say, sure, yeah, let them, you know, be in my house when I'm, when I'm in my house or something or when I come in because I most yeah. certainly will use my firearms as I have a right to. Uh, but um, I think if you don't own a firearm, they have a tendency to be a lot more aggressive yeah. Uh, they, yeah. they they really just think they just can get away with anything. Right. Um, I, several times when I lived in the bad neighborhoods and I had a shotgun, I racked my shotgun, and they'd scurry like roaches. Well, if you're huh. such a big, bad perp, why are you running? Exactly. Well, that sound of that, of cocking a shotgun, does tend to, you know, make people nervous. But, yeah, I agree. Why are you yeah, running so, if you're such a big, bad person? Right. You know? Well, nobody likes rock salt and nobody likes buckshot. Right. Right, neither one. So, there you go. Well, and I had that, a couple of police who were who were trying to help me with when this was going on when I lived in Cambria, um, down from where I am now, and they said, usually the sound, first of all, you have to say you were in fear of your life if you take someone out. That's first right. of all, you were in fear of your life, that's why you shot him, then you shoot a... a Warning shot, and then you and then you cock your shotgun again, and they're usually on their way out running by then, right? Oh, of course, you know that's that's classic. That's absolutely classic. Yeah. Uh, there's even videos on YouTube yeah. where guys have or women have done it too. You know, because yeah. there's more women carrying concealed than in the history of the United States. Yeah. So you know, and it just makes. Yeah. It's, 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 it's you better have it and not need it than yeah. not have it mm-hmm. and then to need it. Absolutely. Because there's women that have given testimony. I've seen yeah. a couple in court. Yeah. And then the court, and they'll say it. They say, my life. Someone talked to us yeah. a long time ago. He's been yeah. on and talked to us many times in the past. We know him. Linda's oh, new. I don't know if Linda knows you or not. Does she? I don't know you. Nope. Don't, I don't know this gentleman, but I'm just thinking he's got some pretty valuable things to tell us, you know? I mean, I'm sure. But not for two hours, and you're bringing yeah. it up again. He has not <laughs> talked for two yeah. hours, yeah. and you yeah. keep interrupting him. Knock it off, Alice. Yeah, Alice. <laughs> you, keep, you keep interrupting people when they're talking. But and take it off in another direction. Knock it off. And, and the thing is, it doesn't have to be some big kind of gun. Well, who's the lady that sat there and said they could use like a uh, a single action firearm, a small twenty two or something, anything? It's just yeah. then. Uh, come on, there was a lady that shot uh, some some guy kicked through a hole through her door. His leg was in the door, you know, huh. his foot and leg and everything. 
she yeah. shot up with a little little old twenty two that she forgot she had in her kitchen drawer. She yeah. went to get it. She shot him a couple times. All right. He pulled his leg out, screaming like a girl, and yeah. ran like he and the cops got him. So there you go. I mean, like I said, you don't have to be big and bad. You don't have to yeah. be aggressive. You don't have to be uh, who, uh, whatever. No, you just have to just be smart and know. Well, you got to protect yourself. You got to know that's that, it. right? Yeah. That's the yeah. bottom line. It's the same thing. Like I said, with this, we're talking, we're defending ourselves, we're fighting. That's what they don't like. Yeah. The, yeah. Real organization takes people like us to talk and to listen. You know, and they listen to ideas. And Alice is absolutely right. Because Alice is, is probably so ticked off and frustrated like everybody else is, uh-huh. you know. But Alice is on this line talking with us. Alice is not out there perping like one of them fools. Right, right. So. Yeah. Yep. That's what, yeah, just average, every everyday, ordinary people. Yeah. Um, I see, see a few of them, you know. And you don't know. And what I like about the gun laws in our country is you don't know who has a gun. Yeah. You don't. And you like that. That's right. Because, you know, um, yeah. you ever go to the range and see, like, some some 80-something-year-old woman shooting a gun? Okay, well, there you go. You know, <laughs> so it just goes to show you it's every creed, color, sex, whatever. So it's yeah. whoever wants to own one or fire one. And, and, and I, I love it because it just goes to show you um, – you know, your smarter people in society are the ones that are, you know, uh, the caregivers, the uh, the people who do care, the people who want to see change and, you know, see society do better. And, you know, no, we're not ones to go and steal and, and, and commit crimes and do, you know, just it's bad that we have to put up with these kinds of things, but this is the reality and it's always going to be a reality. Yeah. Since it is a reality, we should deal with it. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so if there was no such such thing as all these crimes, all these bad people, what have you, like I said, this neighborhood here is very, very nice. There's nothing going on here. I could walk around. It's at night right now, of course. I walk around at night, ride my bike, do whatever. Nobody's going to bother me. But guess what? Yeah. There's always something. Okay, it might not be today, it might not be tomorrow, it might not be next week, it might not be next month. I can't say who's going to do what or what stupid thing could potentially happen. Yeah. So yep. it's just, you know, I have to have a safeguard. It's like, you know, locks on your doors and your windows. Yep. Same thing. Yep. Bella, right. can you, these, guns don't, <clears throat> these guns don't do as much for you have directed energy weapons? <clears throat> well, I mean, okay, see, that's the thing. Um Okay, but I still have, uh, you know, a legitimate. The, the the gun is only good for if I'm either being attacked, somebody's breaking in. I, I got a huge patio um, window door, whatever that thing is. It's ridiculously huge. If somebody busts through that or breaks through that, even if they have a direct energy weapon, I mean, come on, those things can kill people. Okay, so. Um, I don't. They don't really get caught with those things because a lot of them look like cell phones or whatever kind of thing they look like. Um, but I much prefer to have a fighting chance and to have something that I know that could uh, potentially save my life. Um, period. Yeah. You know, and I'd rather be, be be talking to the lawyers and whoever else afterward 
than be that perp guy because, you know, what do you, you know, what motive do you have for going to somebody's house other than to do, you know, breaking it in or in or forced entry or whatever, then that means you're automatically doing wrong. You know, I don't have for them to wait for them to raise their hand or do whatever or no. Uh, uh-uh, you're breaking somebody's house. Sorry, buddy. Yeah. You, 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 do, you know, yeah, that's right. You do. You dealt your own card or whatever you want to call it. Mhm. Well, yeah. You then you hear it. Then they hear a warning shot, and then they get shot. You don't break into people's houses. You know? <laughs> that's it. How many times you see on the news? Huh? Um, especially being here in Michigan, you see it a lot on the news. You know, oh man, was shot today in Detroit. You know, for yeah. breaking into somebody's own. Oh, really? <laughs> you know, yeah, you hear it all the time. So it's like um, the bad part about that is I would really only like to own maybe one or two guns. That's it. I don't need a whole arsenal. But why do you keep hearing about this kind of thing over and over and over? Yep. The, the bad guys just don't really get it. Is that it? Yeah, right. Um. Yeah, just wish that we could protect ourselves against and from directed energy weapons. They're unbelievable. They really are. That's true. Now, um, okay, sure. I've, I've gone over the finer points of, of, of okay, uh, a gun, lethal force, that kind of a thing. But when it comes to, to directed energy weapons, like I said, the, the ones I've seen them, uh, they look like either cell phones. They might be cell phones then. Yeah. Um, I heard some of these perps will even run their mouths. And I don't think they're supposed to do that, but they'll say, yeah, man, it's, it's an app. See, all you do with this app, and then, you know, they see me coming, and then they, they look, oh, uh, let's go somewhere else. Yeah, but then they'll say it's an app or something, but I don't know what, what it would be called. Directed energy app? I don't think so, you know. Um, I think in my house, I think they, ha- they do place, like, repeater things, something that they can hit from another area, they can hit from outside, and then that translates into something that hits me on the inside. <clears throat> At least that seems to be the case because it, I, it comes from specific areas. When I get hit, it's from very specific areas. And um, I was going to tell you something really important, and I just lost it. Well, <laughs> the thing is, okay, it's like uh, when I'm watching TV and yeah. I point my remote, They'll do something with my remote, and they'll make it. If I push the thing, the volume down, it'll go up. If I push the channel, it'll turn off. If I push the off button, it'll turn on. I mean, crazy, stupid stuff. But I'm like, you know, that's hokey stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, but yeah, and and it hit me uh, with weapons, but I couldn't tell you specifically where it's coming from. I could say, okay, yeah, maybe upstairs, maybe next door, maybe even across the street. I don't know. But yeah. I know I'm getting hit. You know, you yeah. you can feel it. Um, yeah. You sweat a lot, or you know, your stomach is nauseated, and all these yeah. weird yeah. side effects and stuff. Yeah. Um, I have the TV thing too. It's like all of a sudden my my remote will not use this, but it will do that. Before it would do this before, now it won't. And it's like I think that's just their way of letting us know that they're right there. You know? Oh yeah, no kidding. You know, it's like you walk out of the house and they kind of wave or. Say yeah. something perfect to you, you know. Yeah, they're they're letting you know. Yeah, right here. Uh huh. Exactly. We're all around you. Yeah, neighborhood. It's like walking into perp mart or something, you know. And the perp greeter, and you know, it's weird. It, it's 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 surreal and weird at the same time, you know. 
Exactly. I like it when they do stupid stuff like walk into a wall, you know, or, you know, they trip and fall and they try to, like, cover themselves like they, they meant to do that. No, no, no. Your perk routine failed, uh-huh. you know. Uh-huh. They do stupid stuff, but, I mean, you know, they still get us. Well, they get stupid stuff, and when they're in training, it's too. It's like they're so easy to spot when they're in training because they kind of go over here, and then they go over there, and then they sit down, and then somebody talks to them in their phone, so then they go, you know, it's wild. I watched a a little gal, she couldn't have been over 18 the other day, doing that with me, and it was just bizarre, and she was talking to whoever it was, and I kept looking for the person that she was with. She was with no one, you know? Yeah, they do. Yeah, it's it just. I, I've even said it sometimes. Like, you know what? If I were you, I'd get a better trainer. Yeah. And they look over at me, and then they look down. Like, you know, they get up and leave because yeah. they, it's so obvious now. But you know, it's like what Alice was saying. What are we doing to change this? Yeah. Well, it it makes me mad because you go to the authorities, and either they're in on it, yeah. or they don't care. Or as long as you don't have a mark on you, they don't care. Uh-huh. As long so, as they didn't see someone running from your house, they don't care. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yep. And nobody that's around you that's watching your house is going to tell them, you know? Of course. Yeah, they're you know, yeah, they're, they're real slick. They're, they're, so, they're, 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 they're criminal yeah. slick. That's all they are. They're not ridiculously savvy. It takes no. nothing to... to, to, to um, um, you know, Jimmy a door or something, or break a log. Oh, come on, it that takes nothing. But exactly. They're not, you know. I see a few of them beat up, though. I'll tell you that, and it's pretty yeah. fun. Huh. Oh yeah. Yeah. They do bleed the same way. They just they just get mad because you know they think um, everybody's gonna fall for their BS, and then when they don't, they just can't believe it. <laughs> or they think they just can just take anybody out, and somebody just beats the snot out of them. They can't even believe that either. Well, the day is coming. Oh, yeah, you better believe it. Yeah. You know, and the thing is, uh, who was that that said something about, um, it also has to do with, like, the drug trade and stuff? I, uh-huh. You can tell there's, there's something going on because, you know, when they're real strong, they do all kinds of crazy stuff, but when it's like their dope runs out or something, they're just as helpless uh, as anybody else. Uh, I think you're very right about that. And I think that's one of the reasons they do it is that they it keeps them in dope, you know? Yeah, and you know you could you could tell it's like um I was doing my laundry I had to go to a laundry mat because um in this you know nice lovely uh you know pricey place of you know stuck up kind of people to live here anyway uh, we got laundry here uh, but you got to use like the car with the chip in it uh, mine didn't work you got to buy it so I was like five dollars now the thing is my car didn't work so when I called the maintenance people. Uh, yeah. you know, for a car or whatever. Uh, yeah, my car doesn't work. I, you know, I put it in a couple of times, and uh, my kids do my laundry. And uh, oh, you know, the first thing, what do you think they wanted? Information. First name, last name, social security number, apartment oh. number. Uh, I was like, what? Like, what? Uh, nah, I'll pass. Yeah, really. Now, when, when anybody asks you for your social, uh, uh-uh. uh, 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 you know that. I can, yeah, I can oh. believe it. Uh, Opens you up know, too wide. Yeah. yeah. Well, we just want to know so we can go in there and fix it and troubleshoot it. Well, it just worked five minutes ago. Some other guy yeah. did it, you know. And, and, you, now, and they don't need your social security number to troubleshoot it, do they? Uh, no. 
You know, they, these people are—they're—they're they're so slick. There is every facet of yeah. everything. Jeez, you can't even—you know—I haven't ordered a pizza in years, and I'm scared to death they'll do something to it. You know, me too. I don't order any food to to, to deliver it anymore for the same reason. Yeah, it's just ew, man. It's. Yeah. Boy, you ought to see the ones that the probes at McDonald's. Yeah. Man, with some some hood rat, whatever they are. Yeah. And they think you know they 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 know that they run a. It's horrible the way these people are, you know. Yeah. And um, I'm 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 apt, more apt to call uh, their corporate office here in a little while. Yeah. More like their lousy service, you know. They'll serve the perp first and think they're doing something, and then. They want me to respect them. I'll, instead of handing the money to them, I'll just put the money on the counter and look, give them a dirty look, and then walk off. You know, step back yeah. like, yeah, I want my food. Yeah. They, they 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 can't believe it. You know, they're just. It's really like a groveling thing with them. I I think they they grovel when their bosses come around or whatever they are, her yeah. bosses or whatever you call them. I don't yeah. know what to call them. Yeah, I agree. Hmm. It's their job to bully us and make us feel inadequate. It's their job. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Hey, what's your name? I'm Linda. Yeah, I remember you. Really? From California? Uh, no? <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I'm from, uh, like I said, I was, he used to call me a kid from Detroit when I lived in Detroit. Yeah. Um, and then I ended up moving to Ipsy. Then I ended up moving to Ann Arbor. Then I had to move back to Ipsy. Yeah. So yeah, but I'm I'm still can in Michigan. I'm pretty much stuck here. Uh, they cut my pension because I was working a part time job. Yeah. Um, and I and they're so stupid. This is this is a perp move. Uh-huh. Um, because they say, oh, you know, if you want to work, go ahead and report it. I reported it, and I was only working part time. Yeah. And they still cut my pension, and I'm, they're like, you know, because they're. they're I'm disabled, but the way they say, I walk and talk like anybody else, and they're like, no, you're 100% totally disabled, you can't do anything. Okay, great. So I just get a little part-time job. Then they cut my pension, and I'm like, and they're like, well, we cut your pension because you you, you, uh, you lied, and you you, you told us you were working. You ran it on yourself. And I said, okay, all right. And they go, well, you owe us. You got to pay us back, you know, like $2,000. And I'm like, okay, well, uh, can I go to work then and go ahead and pay it? And they go, no, because you're disabled. And I go, well, wait a minute. You guys aren't giving me a pension. You're not giving me any money anymore. You cut my pension, so how am I going to pay you guys back? And then they go, oh, I guess we got to reinstate you on your pension then. And I'm just Uh, sitting there looking at them with my hands up in the air like, you guys are idiots. Right. So they gave me back my pension. (laughs) Yeah? Yeah. (laughs) So I got this nice apartment. Good for you. Good for you. Yeah. It's crazy out there. Oh, oh my! Yeah, it is. Very, yeah. Well, we are getting through it. I think the fact that we're having these calls and we're working on this and we're trying to organize it is a great step forward. We, you know, it it, it is a lot of language. I mean, a lot of issues out there that none of us really understand, or a lot of us do, a lot of us don't. You know, and that's I think one of the reasons it's hard to get to get to pull together. You know, because we. That's- you know, yeah. somebody said it's like herding cats. <laughs> yeah, you know, we we got it, it. That's what it is because yeah. you know we're we're. It's like um, 
Uh, what did I used to say? Uh, you know, sometimes I think we're a little too free because we you, we really are, are the only country. You're free to go do just about whatever you want or go wherever you want. And once again, that sometimes works to our de- detriment because the perks are the ones who are enslaved. They might make it look like they, they, they got it all or they're free. No, you're not. You're not free if you got to report to somebody in some kind of clandestine manner or some kind of secretive or, or sleazy, dirty, you know, underhanded stuff they do. No, that's not freedom. No. Agreed. So, no, they're not free at all. My God. I mean, if they send their days watching us, you know, how fun is that? Not really, I think, you know. That's right. So I never could understand them. You know, they know, oh, man, there are so many of them that don't like me, but you hang out long enough and you hear them when they get to running their mouths and doing a little perp talk and their little BS and Illuminati garbage crap they do, mm-hmm. when they start to wear down and get tired, you can huh. hear it. You know, huh. and it, you can hear It's like it. They, they, it's, it, they run out like a battery, not like a you know regular human being. Yeah. Just you know runs out. Oh man, I'm tired. Well, does it? No, they they sound like a battery. Um, yeah, running out of juice. Like you know that their power is not their own. So. Well, also, if that if they are doing drugs, that's a, a indic- indicative of drug taking. You just your drugs, you're wearing out and you don't have the energy and you stop thinking so quickly and everything kind of, you know, that's pretty drug-related too, I think. Yeah, it's like uh, like I said, I was in the laundromat just, you know, a few hours ago, and some guy walks in. You can tell the dopers, they're like super hyped up and, you know, they're they're friendly to talking to everybody and Uh they're just, you know... (laughs) Yeah. You know, they don't know uh, what they call personal space, you know. Jeez, yeah. it's like that guy was like too, uh, 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 it's from me. Like, what is up? Yeah. And I thought, yep, drugs. Yeah. Drug perp, you know, dope head. Yeah. And he folded, he did his laundry and folded up his clothes in like two seconds. He was out of there <laughs> like, oh. So he, he must have been on something. Very efficient. You know, well, I don't know. They say that people that do... Do um, uppers are like they clean their kitchen floor nine times and they, you know, get it done quickly and all that good stuff. I don't know. Yeah, yeah it might, he might be on something. Must have been on them or something. He, well, he had all his teeth, so I don't think he was a mess addict or something. So, yeah. but um, yeah, he kept for a reason. Kept passing by me, calling me brother. You know, hey brother, hey brother. Yeah, dude, no, you're a dopehead, dude. You probably think I'm a drug dealer or something. You know, I am not your brother. <laughs> Oh, that's that's weird. You know, you tell a perp that, but, oh, God, if they probably freak out or something. You say something like that, you tell me, you, yeah. you know, you're their, tell them you're, you're their sister, and they're, hey, I'm your sister, I'm your Christian sister. They freak out and run, you know. Huh. huh. I don't know. All I know is that yesterday morning I took my thyroid, and this morning when I looked for it, my thyroid medication is gone. I don't get that. Do they take anybody else's meds? Anybody else know about that? Yeah, um, I have diabetic pills, and years ago they took the whole thing. I had uh, to go run to the VA hospital again to get more. I'm, they yeah. took the whole thing. Wow. Wow. Well, and then yeah. diabetic medication is important, and so is thyroid. I don't know. Yeah, that is yeah. important. I've heard that, too. I have a friend in Florida, and she was telling me that 
she has to lock up her medicine cabinet every time she leaves, and yeah. sometimes they still end up taking things. So, uh, really, yeah. guys, you know, really, yeah. my thyroid, really. you know, I mean, they used to take my diuretics, and and bec- and that's a good way to you know get into heart, tr- heart, you know, if you need diuretics, you need them. Um, and and but now it's my thyroid. Okay, and I yeah, you know, up so uh, tight. I bought a, a, a like a safe, like a a little bitty kind of a gun safe, a small one, and I put my medication in that one. So what does that tell you? You know, you got to lock up your stuff, lock it up. That's weird, man. Medicine that don't even get you high, you got to lock up. I know. Up. That's the thing. It's like you can go to um, you know, who has got a really good little safe and it's a little bit heavy. Is um, uh, Costco has one. I want to say it's like eighty dollars, okay. but it's a really good one. And oh, okay. You, Thank you. a couple numbers, and maybe that'll help. It's unfortunate that we have to do these things. But. Oh, yeah, you know, that's the weird, the weirdest thing that got me. I was like, you know, they, they won't steal my guns. I know why. Like I said, it's a big, oh, God, because I'm not going to get in trouble for it if someone steals it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they'll, can't, they'll case this whole neighborhood. They'll tear this whole neighborhood up to find it. Um, but, yeah, I was like, uh, what do I got in there, like, um, I think mean, I got ibuprofen from the, the VA hospital, and it's I only like two fifty or or a hundred milligrams. You can't do anything with that. Exactly. It's them. <laughs> it's insane, is what that is, isn't it? Yeah, like I don't get it. Like I, I won't ask the part. Like, uh, um, what do you do with those? Because I'm like, you know, you know, nobody's gonna buy them because it says ibuprofen right on it or aspirin right on it. Yeah. You know, I don't feel so. What's the point? No. Yeah, I know. I think it's weird. I can't. I go. Oh God, I hate to be their psychiatrist or whatever. Yeah, I don't think these guys think they need help. You know. Yeah, a lot of them are egotistical or just they're oh, so yeah. bad on drugs. It's just you. It's it, it's inconceivable. I wouldn't want to. You couldn't get me to trade places with them. And like um. The other guy was saying, yeah, they get brand new cars, they get up, you know, their homes upgraded, you know, they get all this good stuff. Sure, great, but that's the price, you know. They're part, that means they're bought and paid for. Well, exactly, and they can look over their shoulder for the rest of their lives, I think, you know. I mean, if, they, right. decide, you know, if they decide to, to step away, I don't think they can, you know. Right. <sighs> You know, like I said, if you've ever seen, um, you know, some of them, you know, black eyes, beat up, you know, looking rough, looking like, you know, I mean, they got a nice apartment or something, but because they're they're like robot dope heads or something, they get booted out, you know, or, you know, one minute they're all cleaned up, the next minute you see them, they're all dirty and, you know, slept in the woods last night and, yeah. you know, they're digging out of the, oh, there's another little trick they do. They dig out of the trash at McDonald's. Uh, to get the receipt so they can go back into to McDonald's and go, yeah, uh, I ordered uh, this right here, uh, and I never got it. And it's like, you know, come on, man. And the manager is, like, falling for this. I'm like, what? It's like the receipt's, like, two days old or something, and they're, like, getting free food. I'm like, I'll never understand it. With you know? stains all over it. And- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're all dirty looking and stuff, yeah. and the guy gets it. Okay. Uh, no, nah, it's not made right, man. <laughs> yeah. It's terrible.
Ellie, you changed your name? I did. I felt like maybe, you know, I got a little private because, uh, I don't know, I just felt uncomfortable about having my last name on there. Yeah, I, I, I know the feeling. I just put my entire last name on. I'm not sure why. <laughs> yeah, well, after I had that issue with that one woman, that woman, which she was giving me a hard time and said mm-hmm. that, you know, you know, she said I was emailing her from all these other addresses oh, like that. and That woman, yeah. Just, she was just ugly to me, ugly, ugly. So I just said, you know what? I need to be a little more careful, you know. Who knows what this woman's capable of, so. That's right. You know, it it scares me what uh, some of the women are being accused of these days, you know. I mean, some crazy, just outlandish, man, it is absolutely scary. You, I'm tell you something. Uh, yeah, like I said, I got my own guns. I'm more scared to shoot a woman than I am a guy or shoot at a woman. I'm not going to lie to you because I've met some crazy women these days. And I don't mean... You know, crazy out there. I mean, crazy, violent, like dangerous. Like you don't want, you couldn't cross one of them if you tried. There's men that get walk up and scared out, of, you know, away from them or whatever. I can't blame them. You know, and I'm not kidding. So watch yeah. it. <laughs> you know? I've never known women like her, but I have had to deal with her. And I actually, the only reason this is, I'm not going. She's going to name. She's going to be unnamed. You know, I just wanted to help her out um, when I first got into the group, and then I don't know. Then it got weird. It got weird because someone was pretending to be me or whatever, yeah. and someone took over recently. The most recent thing that happened to me, and I really miss it, is my Facebook. I had a TI Facebook, you know? I know. What? I no, miss I, it. I miss mm-hmm. it. I go on there, and I get to read, and I can post whatever I want. don't have to worry about my kids or anything like that. Yeah. And it got, uh, I don't know, something happened to it. I can't log in. I can't give my ID. I can't do anything. It's just Yep. You know, and I, I never had a Facebook account, but when perps, try to, because like I said, they're all at the pool today, and, you know, then you go to the library, there's a library, and I was at the men's, uh, the veterans' men's shelter, uh, right, in Ann Arbor, it was, oh, hey, bro, check it out, I got a Facebook account, a Facebook account, what's a Facebook account, oh, hey, check it out, uh, wow, man, this is really good, they just put on some corny skit, you know, street, the corniest street theater I've ever seen. And I'm like, they're like, Ken, you want to get a Facebook account? And I go, nah, I'll pass. <laughs> they just look at me all crazy. I didn't, because I, I know they're going to mess it up as soon as I get it. Hello? Hello? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's what they do. So I'm scared. Well, I'm not scared. I'm, I'm just saying stuff. But in a way, I am. In that, that sense, I'm like, I just want to put that effort in, all that work or whatever, and get this thing up and running. Because I've been perked on the Internet before, and this was just with, like, a Yahoo account, you know, um, or Google account. And they say, you know, they mess it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I all of a sudden got some message that I was, I wasn't me, you know, or something. I don't know what it was. It was crazy. But I, I, my account was blocked there too for a while. I, I don't even. Know oh, it was one. okay. Yeah. I'm gonna try. I tried to call Facebook. Even they have a phone number. I finally found a phone number. You yeah. call it. You get an automated message that no person can call you. <laughs> so, oh man, that's that's. Yeah. We know what that's kind of lets you know that they're like looking at your stuff or whatever. Like, nah, we don't care enough about you to really give you someone to talk to or any response. They, yeah, they, just, they wouldn't talk to you, Ella? What? They wouldn't talk to you? 
No, I mean, there is. I called the corporate office, but yeah. it was nothing that would pertain to anything, you know, nothing for Facebook users. It was like some right. very um, distinct department that you know you can't go to, you know. So. Yeah. Um, but um, And then some lady the other day was like, yeah, someone named Ella unfriended me. And I'm like, it's not me. I haven't even been on my account for maybe three weeks now. I haven't had it, which is, you know, it's unfortunate. Yeah. Well, that's annoying. It's annoying. Enjoy it, you know? I can't even announce a call or anything, and I don't have the most thorough email list. And I'm going to just – maybe I should work on that, getting some email addresses so I can email. Yeah. Oh, that's, oh, that's what I did. That's yeah, and plus, okay. you know, you can go on there and, you know, I just like being able to, you know, share TI information and, um, you know, and meet other TIs and do all that. But I can't do that on, you know, the family one. I don't want my kids, you know, my kids go online. So, you know, oh. not to mention I don't want to mortify the, my my in-laws, you know. They already <laughs> do something up, so. Yeah. yeah <laughs> you know, what's going on with me and that I haven't been feeling well or anything, but they don't know why. So. Yeah. yeah. It's unfortunate. I wish I could just tell everybody the truth and everybody would understand and everybody would believe us and there would be precautions and laws to protect us, but we're not at that point yet. So that's that's right. Mhm. Yeah. Man, I just can't you know, 'cause there's some TI excuse me, there's some perps that when they get too tired of perping or whatever and they know they can't they can't come to us. They can't go to their boss and say, hey, man, look, I don't want to do this anymore. No. They literally do something so they can go to prison or they go to jail or whatever they do. They really do that. Yeah, who knows? It's hard to understand that mindset, you know. That's right. My concern is that they're all over our computers, and we don't know what they're putting onto our computers, you know? And that, oh, yeah. I know Wrong with my computer. It told me the other day that um, that I have a fictitious version of Microsoft. Really? Why? Yeah. Like a mirrored, you know, something to me to work and operate like it, but it's some kind of spyware. I don't yeah. know. It's complicated. But regardless, we have to probably, you know, huh. do something to it and start it over or whatever we have to do. But that's the least of my concerns right now. As long as it's still working at the moment, that's fine. Yeah. So, I still have yeah, to- you know, they always put stuff on there. For I mean, that's seen it, like I said, on YouTube. Some old lady talking about they put, like, you know, pornographic material. They're joke. They love spying on people. They love looking at you when you take a shower or whatever. They love putting dirty stuff. They that's their thing or whatever. I don't know why that's their thing, but it is. You know? Hello. It's a pervert. <laughs> Hello. I was just responding to somebody on the chat. Yeah, you know. I mean, if you're not into it, I mean, how'd you like to be? You know, in your nineties, eighty something, ninety. Yeah. And, you know, I see her. She's talking to a news reporter. Did you talk about these these images on a computer? It's like you know, she that's I know that's the first thing for this woman's mind, let alone porn. But you know, I mean, that sounds like some joke some punk kid would play or something. You know, some loser guy that lives in his mom's basement or something. He's like thirty five. You know. Okay, I, I have a problem. 
Um, I live on the first floor. The landscapers came by and hacked the top of my bushes off in front of my place. And now there's a spotlight directed at my place. Hmm. There's a what directed at your place? Can you spotlight. A spotlight. They go directed yeah, they at they do you. that. Yeah, I've lived in several places. Okay, I lived like on the second floor and the third floor of one place in Detroit. Well, what do I do? I have to complain about it. Yeah, that's what you have to do. I have to complain complain about it, all right? It was super bright. I mean, you you should have seen what they did to these bushes. They hacked the hell out of them. And I'm like, I know why they're doing that. Well, I just went out on my porch, and I've got a spotlight. They they hacked the bushes down so the spotlight would hit me. Mm-hmm. Your neighbors. What do your neighbors think? My neighbors are always pay, paying attention. I live in a complex. Oh, you live I'm in a, a complex. Okay. Uh, I'm in housing. Yeah. I'm in HUD. Okay. Oh, God. I feel for you. But what? Then again, I'm paying like you know seven hundred nineteen dollars a month for um, what do you call it? Studio apartment. Very nice though. We say I got a pool, tennis court, playroom, all that. But nothing but perks. I know if you live in HUD, then you probably have nothing but perks. Well, you know what? People keep dying around here. Oh God! Wow. What state are yeah. you calling from, if you don't mind me telling? I'm in Massachusetts. Huh. Like, I think about 20 people have died since I moved in here. And, okay, and what amount of time, or what kind of time? They're killing, I think they're killing people off and moving perps in here. Yep, that's how they do it. That's how they do it. Got this young couple that just moved in. I saw them maybe once or twice, and that was it. And it always scares me. I always get this fear of, you know, I always say to myself, God, I hope they don't pull dead bodies out of that apartment. And this has been like every apartment complex I've ever lived in. Weird, man. I gotta get out of here. I really do. Okay. Maybe you should maybe you should put up some um bookshelves in front of that window where they cut oh. the trees down, where they cut your bushes. Yeah, yeah I bookshelves. Yeah. Well, the thing is, full of books. The thing is, full of books. It's outdoors. Basically yeah, you know, I'm, when it rains, I know. I'm talking about. I'm talking about inside your house where you need a shield now. Oh well, I, I have. It's a screen porch. <laughs> screen porch. I go out there and I sit. You know. Hmm. That's bad. I'm going to put up curtains. Yeah. I mean, they're probably going to tell me I have to take them down, but I'm going to... 
I'm going to complain. And then if they don't do something about it, I'm going to put up curtains. You know, bookshelves are a good idea. You can put them on rollers and just move them to one. Yeah, there you go. Put them on rollers. Hey, Sue, would you be interested in opening up a late chat? Because I'm getting targeted while I'm sitting here and I'm not doing very well. Would you mind? No, I don't mind. I was going to ask you how long you were going to go tonight. Oh, I mean nine sharp tonight. My, my, oh, all right. What time my is it? And me... back my neck and, yeah, I need to... Oh, okay. That's only ten minutes from now. All right. Um, I'll I'll get something going for you. Um, so everybody, the next call will be at one three four eight four five quantum theology. Okay. One three four eight four five. I'm gonna put it in the chat room. One three four eight four five. Right. One three four eight four five. Okay. Well, we can talk, you know, a few more minutes, and then yeah. Well, it's up to you, you know. No, this is fine. Um, you know, nine o'clock uh, Pacific time. That's twelve o'clock yeah. Eastern. Just for people to know. Okay. Hold on. I'm gonna I'm gonna mute myself while I get the computer thing going. Yeah, it sounds good. Hi, Ella. Yes. I just wanted to tell you that as a moderator. You're welcome to interrupt us anytime you get ready to. Okay. <laughs> I do. I mean, I do. But sometimes I think it's, you know, I, I think the conversation needs to be fluid, and I don't want to interrupt a train of thought. So, you know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, you hear me. I, I do with Alice. You know, I try to, get, you know, reel her back in a little bit sometimes because, you know. Well, she was telling you not to do that. but <laughs> well, I know. <laughs> and I really reeled her back in. Okay. Lonnie. I want to say something. I think it's so. I think that's a great idea to put our shielding on on rollers. Oh my god! Yeah. I mean, like the steel panels, we can just roll them around, you know. Yeah, it works well. I like that idea. I need to work something like that. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? That 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 might be what I'm going to have to do, but I don't have much room. By the way, the plants, they've been doing that to me for years. They do that, both, both to kind of upset you and, I think, to clear away for whatever they're shooting you with. Yeah, they probably want to hit me with something. Mm-hmm. It's something going on. Oh, yeah. This is happening in four different properties that I've owned, so I'm, I'm thinking it's pretty, you know, it has something to do with this program. Well, I, I'm not standing for it. I'm not standing for it. No. And Ella, I didn't mean to go. I didn't mean to get obstreperous on your call with Alice. I just wanted her to stop. No, yeah. that's fine. I appreciate it. You jump in too. You know, okay. I trust your instincts. You're always appropriate and helpful. No, Thank feel you. free to anytime. Yeah, I just, yeah, and Alice is always like that, and she's been like that forever. And I can never understand why you know she's just like that. Why does she think that everybody's going to solve a problem in five minutes? <laughs> no. Oh, that's just her way of stopping the call. I think. Right. Yeah. Just, I mean, other than that, I remember my second night I ever made a call. I was talking to Linda. Actually, I called in on Linda's call and. She yeah. was there, and 
Yeah, I learned what she. I learned pretty quickly, but you know, she's great. You know, just you know, she's Alice. We get used to it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, but just but she needs to stick around. When I mean, she left your call. And yeah, she did. Heart. Yeah, I and muted I, her and she got she got huh? fussy. Oh, okay. Well, I okay. muted her and she got fussy and she left. Oh well, there You're we back. go. You know, can't um, can't win them all. Yep. Okay, guys. So, Sue, I'm going to wait for Sue to come back, and she will okay. let us know. And then I have her. Let's see. That number was one three four eight three five. One three four eight four five. Yeah. Eight four five. Oh, thank mm-hmm. you. You're welcome. Oh. It's open now for the chat. It's chat open. room is over. Yeah, but I'm not I'm not allowing chat lately because there's been too much, you know, abuse. So I recommend if anybody has anything important to say to call in. Okay. And, uh, you know, just know that I'm not going to allow any crummy behavior. <laughs> if you do, I, I feel the same way. People give me a hard time, but I'm like, no, people are going to be jerks. So I'm not going to let them be in the chat. But you know, you right. know what has worked for me. I I just I went into my preferences, um, with the, not just in the room but in the preferences, and oh. I um, I just checked off um, mute people that everyone that comes in, and it, it makes you it gets you a little bit busy as far as uh, having to unmute people. But at the same time, it keeps the unknowns out. You know, it keeps yeah. those people who want to sign in and make you call crazy. Keeps them out. That's what I started doing. Um, well, yes, in the good. beginning, I'm always loosey goosey, like, okay, open chat. Anybody right. can, everyone can be unmuted. Right. You know how it goes. Pretty quickly, right. it's like, okay, it's time to control the chat. Time to, yeah. you know. Yeah, I know. At first, it's like we're just a happy little group. We all get along, right? <laughs> mhm. Well, nice. I'm we're, sure we all would if it was just yeah. all of us. But right. right. We yeah. Have to we could choose. Yeah, if we could choose. Wait, no. Uh, when I open up the room. Uh-huh. Uh, which preferences are you talking about? Are you okay. talking about hold on. Upper right corner? No, it's the one before. It's the one before you even open up your room. It's the one that actually you have to do it in sort of like at a time when the room is not open. Um, it's All right, I'll do that. Hold on. So go back to where? Let me go back to my room. Let me go over to my thing and I'll show, tell you what. Okay. Because I'm, I'm looking at my talk show. And uh-huh. there's avatar, password, pin, download, notification, content, report. Okay, hold on. Hold Profile? On. Just a minute. I don't know. I don't know. One, Wait, one. in my calls. Let me see that. Um, so, create see a schedule. Update. It's under update, I think. Oh. Okay, so okay. Take a update. And then go to phone... Phone mute on entry and put and just check. Do you, do you see where you're going? Do you see going down there? Yeah, yeah. I have okay. that. I, yeah, I did that last time. I did that. Okay, so mute on entry and block on entry so that you can just open to whom you want. Exactly. Okay, I got that done already. I must Good. have forgotten okay. I did it. Good. Yeah. Okay. That should keep, keep your calm, your call pretty calm. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's good. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll be- All right. Well, thanks, Ella. Uh, Thank appreciate you, Appreciate your... Hope you feel better. Thank you, guys. And- you know, okay. hang in there, guys. And, um, 
Yeah, I'll be back on Thursday, and, you know, we all just have to be strong and stick together, and that's, yeah, I want to end it on a positive note. Good. 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 Have a good night. Guys, ladies, you guys are terrific. You ladies are awesome. I hope you feel better. Thank you, Linda. Thank you, all you ladies. And then, um, yeah, um, I will see you guys hopefully on Thursday, and, um, yeah, tomorrow, um, yeah, tomorrow's Shelly's call, and then Uh Linda's is on Friday, so, yeah, call us every night of the week if you're new. Yeah. Um, thanks, guys. You guys um, take care. Oh, and Joe, right. Joe has a call, call too, but he's not really on. Okay. Good night. Joe <laughs> <Go> too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Bye. Okay. Should we hang up now? I guess so. <laughs> I.
With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.